Injured in a car accident? It's about money. Your money. Your settlement. We cap attorney's fees at 30% of the first million. Any recovery above that is all yours. No recovery? You pay no fees or costs. We strive to get you more at LawyerUp904.com. Rise and shine! Cougars! Go time on a Thursday morning. 2023. Years go fast, don't they, E.T.? You flying, man. Man, they speed by. The years go fast. The days go fast. 2023. And it's a dawn of a new beginning for our football team, baby. This is what it's like to be in the spotlight. And this is what it's like to watch NFL Network today. Sit down and watch it. You go 6 a.m. to 7 p. You're going to see an awful lot of Jacksonville Jaguars. Doug Peterson was in the national spotlight yesterday morning on the NFL Network's morning show. And we got clips. Right here with uh, Dougie P. Fresh. He's fresh, isn't he, E.T.? <laughs> Dougie Doug. Doug's got the vibe, too. He's good for here, too. We talked about Trevor. and Now he's just got the vibe for Jacksonville. He's just a, you know, he's a country boy. And, and, and. Doug has that yeah visor flip flops. I'll see you on the beach in March after we win it all. He, it, and here we are, you know, on the doorstep of just just taking that leap, man. And and we all know it. I mean, you're not afraid to say it this time around. Trevor was what we hoped he would be. I, I there's not going to be some drop back. Look, his numbers this year aren't going to be outrageous. Passing numbers and touchdown totals across the league. A little bit down from what we've seen the last few years. So, you know, he's not going to be 35 touchdowns, 5,000 yards. But doesn't need to be, does he? We're going we're gonna to mix it up here. We got this cat, ETN, in the backfield. That's just the beginning for him, too, now. So, you know, it's going to be a, what, 26 touchdown, 10 interception kind of year, which is, you know, uh, more than good. Going to have a passer rating in the top 10. And then next year, those numbers are going to come. Next year, it's 35, 40 touchdowns, 4,600 yards passing. That's just what cats like Trevor Lawrence uh, and that ilk at the quarterback position do. So the beauty of this springboard on Saturday night is we know what's coming. And for the first time in a long, long time, we can confidently believe in what is coming. A stretch run here where our team gets in the same spotlight as Mahomes teams and Breeze teams and Manning teams and Josh Allen teams and Joe Burrow teams. Let's finish with a bang Saturday night. Let's put this let's put this booger to bed, man. Let let's take the casket to the Titans. We can ceremonially bury them midfield. When the clocks hit triple zero, let's emphatically announce our arrival into the NFL, NFL's postseason, not just this year, for years to come. Let's do that. Let's do that Saturday night. Trevor met the media yesterday. You're going to hear from, the, from uh, him, his comments, this huge game lingering this weekend. A young football team certainly going to have to respond to be put in a very unique position here in Jaguar land. Here in Jagland, we haven't played final games of the season with anything at stake um, ever. In fact, you know, I haven't done the actual research. Is the 1996 game the famous one here against the Falcons? 
Is that the last time the Jags played the final game of the regular season to decide their playoff fate? It might be. I'm somewhat uh, encyclopedic here, gang. I've been here for every game, every season. Now, certainly maybe maybe a division title was up for grabs somewhere along the way or playoff positioning, but just flat out win, you're in, lose, you're out. I'm not sure we've had that since 1996. Certainly not in 17. Not in, what, seven or five. And that's it, man. That's it since the century turn. Five, seven, and 17. Boy, the 20 is going to be a lot different. Let, let's get it started with a big old bang on a Saturday night. So, yeah, you'll hear, from, uh, you'll hear from Trevor. You'll hear from Doug Peterson. As we get you primed, and I, I mean, you know, when I say primed, I mean more ways than one for what is going to be a rockin' football party here in our town on Saturday night. I am just, I'm ecstatic that it's on Saturday. I can't wait to get down to the stadium complex early, make my way around, see a bunch of buddies and friends and get football ready and then go inside under the lights and watch the all-teal put on a smoke show. That's what I want to see on Saturday night. And, you know, I can be hopefully optimistic that that might happen. Uh, E.T., would you say, um, you can be honest with me here. We can get the trust tree, you and I. Bit. All right. Would, would you categorize me as a Jaguars homer? Homer? No. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I've been a real, uh, in fact, Moore would probably accuse me of being negative. What I've said from the beginning, and I believe this in my heart, so I'll never change my tone or my stance. No, I'm a realist. Absolutely. And we're talking about being fan. When we're talking about fandom, this isn't, you know, we, we I'm not going to get particular about tone of voice or volume or anything else. We're fans of a football team. Let's put this thing into perspective. Correct. I, like you, and most of the ears that we're reaching right now want the Jaguars to win every week. But I'm not, hey, rah, rah, we're going to the Super Bowl. We're winning every week. I'm not that guy either, right? No, you're definitely not. All right, so here's a little sidebar for me personally, okay? Doesn't have anything to do with many of you. When the NFL schedule came out, E, were you here or was that still beef? I had a, what, what's the calendar there? Uh, and we went through and we had to we had to pick our records. We went game by game, and Mia did a little YouTube video. Yeah, that, and we walked down and we put up W's and L's, and they laughed at me, Et, I, when I, I had the Jags at ten and seven. I was one of the ones laughing. Yeah, at you. you were laughing at me. You're all laughing at me, weren't you? I definitely. Yeah, was. they weren't. I don't mean they were giggling. They uh, weren't whispering and snickering. They were laughing. They were lampooning me. Yep. This entire radio station Everybody. was lampooning me because I dared pick the Jags 10 to 7. And so right now, I'm going to say, I'm going to claim, and based on the previous four minutes of conversation, I'm going to say that wasn't Jaguar Homer. That wasn't, that wasn't bit. You know what, gang? For all of you who joined me in embracing, and I called it at the time in the preseason, for the final time, blind faith in what we have here. That's what it took. (laughs) It took blind faith that Trevor Lawrence was going to be the Trevor Lawrence of his whole life minus the Urban Meyer year. Uh, We were going to take blind faith, and then we had, however circumvented it seemed, landed on a Super Bowl winning coach. So, yeah, I'm going to think that we can bust out and take that first step and believe that this could be a 10-7 and 7 football team. So, just a little sidebar here for the buffoon. <laughs> I, I, I want that win even more to get that 9-8 and eight in that playoff berth, E.T. 
Is that wrong? Uh, it's not wrong uh, at all. All right. I'm just checking. All right. Uh, for those of you who didn't uh, get what's uh, great news for, for my family, uh, be- became a grandfather for the first time over a guy. It's just hurt saying that to a degree um, over the holidays. Right. And in my mind, I'm a very spryish young grandfather. OK, you're not going to find me walking down with the, um, you know, the polyester pants and the short sleeve uh, dress shirt with the cane, baby. Nuh-uh. let's go. That being said, it's like Grandpa Karma's hitting me a little bit here in this last week. I've done it again, E.T. What's that? I've already proclaimed this can be necessarily uh, due to any, you know, um, arrival of a new child. Because I did this once before. It was about a year ago, and I said it. It's a sure sign of age. <laughs> or, or there's probably a lot of young guys that this happens to, too, because of your workload or whatever you're doing. But I've managed somehow to once again injure myself sleeping. Oh, gross. Yeah. When you injure yourself sleeping, you got issues. This time, by the way, usually it's it usually involves the back shoulder area. Something happens. I twist the wrong way. I don't know what the hell I'm doing while I'm sleeping. Apparently, I'm like doing a triathlon. But I have pinched some sort of nerve back under my left shoulder blade, man. And I'm telling you, I feel I, I got shot. I feel right now I got shot. The bullet is still lodged. It's like lodged right there in what do they call that? The scapula? It's lodged right into the scapula. It didn't, it didn't shatter it or go through it. It's just sitting in it right on it. Uh, a nerve right now. Well, Grandpa Karma there for, you know, uh, attempting in poor humor to claim yesterday that I would be trying to enter a hot grandpa competition. I doubt that. <laughs> yeah. This is, yeah, this is just a little bullet saying, settle down, shut up. All right, we got a lot on our plate today. I'll give you the latest update on the um, uh, uh, DeMar Hamlin situation. And it's good news. And, and you can only hope and continue that with every day you have good news, it just strengthens the overall case of, of Hamlin returning to full health. He remains in the thoughts and prayers of so many. I saw that, that fundraiser uh, uh, goal that was for something separate, right, that he had just set up through his foundation, like a toy drive. <laughs> My God. It was, what did we say it was, $1,300 when he was injured? I think uh, it was, it's, uh, I think it was $1,300. It's now over $6 million. Yeah, the goal was twenty five hundred originally, yeah. but yeah, now it's well over six. He wasn't even at twenty five hundred, man, and and that's just people sending love. We all know that that toy drive is nobody needs six million dollars worth of toys. Who knows what will ultimately come of all that? It's a certainly a feel good sidebar as we continue on the main focus of of you know of Hamlin, and that's his recovery. And to that end, uh, those close to him. I've given some updates in the last 24 hours. I'll share that with you coming up this hour. We got into a little college basketball talk yesterday. Dan and I did, and it started like this. I said, hey, Hick, I uh, watched some college basketball last night. He said, oh, yeah, Pross, what'd you watch? I said, well, there's a couple SEC games on. I watched, watched a little bit of the SEC. And he, oh, really? I said, you know what, Dan? Uh, Florida's going to go 0-18 in the SEC. They're not going to win a stinking game in the South. Why? What are you talking about? They'll be Texas A&M tonight. Uh. This isn't a bash dance prediction. It was a close game last night. My point bigger was, all right, we settled on maybe 3-15. and 15. That's what we're looking at here in the kickstart to the Todd Golden era. So, look, this may be short-lived pain. This guy, maybe he's fantastic. Maybe he's going to take lumps. He's going to kill it on the recruiting trail. He's going to find the right mix. Florida's certainly proven uh, and had continued to, 
to, to prove, even under Mike White. Mike White continued the success of the Florida basketball program. Did he go to the Final Four? Did he win national titles like Billy Donovan? No, but he certainly continued the success of the Florida basketball program. A regular, not just tournament participant, but a, a winner. They would win a game in the NCAA tournament. And with coaches like that, one strategy is you keep that continuity in place. You you hit the right group of recruits, and then you have a couple of special years. But Gator basketball fan savant, that wasn't good enough for. And an athletic director with no gumption allowed the fans to, to fire the head coach because the basketball savant of Gator Nation, the proud history of Florida basketball, made enough noise screeching and squealing to chop at any faith in Mike White with some unreal expectation that Florida should be Kentucky in basketball because, well, they were for a couple of years one time. This, like, I'm not going to be the same thing that I'm accusing those screechers of. Todd Golden may work out terrifically, but you're certainly taking a short-term hit in just enjoying a basketball season. And for most people, Florida basketball, it's a sidebar. Enjoy the, enjoy the basketball season as best you can. You enjoy it more if you're 19 and 12 and on the bubble than you do if you're 3 and 15 in the SEC. Than you do if you, when you play a good team, you lose by 20 or 30. And with a roster that's not much worse or different than the one Mike White played with last year, uh, the Gators can't beat anybody. And that included a home date last night with Texas A&M. Careful what you wish for, at least in the short term. And it's not the um, be-all, end-all. It's not why I reset this this, uh, point of view. It's not why I'm doing it. It just so happened on the same night but guess who beat Auburn 76-64 last night and proved to 11-3 on his season with a now 1-0 mark in the SEC? That'd be Mike White at Georgia, the guy that can't coach. SMH. This is the drill. It's custom tree search and Thursday. A lot on our plate today. We got Doc Kevin Murphy. He can give us his, his best medical opinion of just what um, – Tamar Hamlin will face here moving forward and the signs and the news and notes that we have gotten, what they, um, you know, might mean towards his long-term future. We've got the uh, Riley report. Uh, This will be the final one as we preview the national championship game. Boy, I don't know. It's hard to find a way to think the TCU's beaten Georgia. You feel like Georgia dodged their bullet in the semis and uh, the dogs are going to be the first back-to-back NCAA champion uh, since about 10 years ago when Alabama did it. But we'll talk to Riley about what kind of chances the Horned Frogs have. Uh, also, just the state of college football continues to be. Flux wouldn't even be the word for the churning of the college football waters that has become the offseason. Between the NIL, transfer portal, the high school all-star games, you name it, there is, uh, it's, it's a lot more, a lot more going on in a college football offseason now than it was then. And so the Riley Report will bring us up to date on that. With Cat Chat, we will uh, update you on the Friday Five Pack. It's been an absolute disaster. We uh, we hope that you took our advice, especially Dan and I, I don't know, about four or five weeks ago. 
when we admitted I couldn't pick my nose. Please don't take these as gambling advice. This is right now strictly trying to avoid spinning that wheel. And we have followed suit just week after week of terrible performances. And we've got one week left. I have a slim, I wouldn't call it a lead. I'm second loser and just barely in position to not be overall loser. And Dan will start from, from the back and try and make up a game or two in this final week. Now, normally that wouldn't be, you know, that tall of a task. But when you got guys and uh, me and my cohort here who combine every week to go about two and eight, uh, it's easier said than done. But we'll update you on uh, those standings. And we got a little upheaval um, based on that Bills-Bengals game. That was one of the games that I had in my five-pack. So we're going to have to figure out uh, what we do there. Do you guys want to just leave it stand and and just have, you know, me a four-game slate last week? Do you want me to pick six this week? Do we uh, want to wait it out? So uh, we shall see. Uh, news, uh, by the way, hasn't changed much when it comes to any potential resumption of uh, Bills Bengals that'll uh, I guess be determined based on the results that come this weekend but we got more NFL news with football fix as we move along as well it's custom tree surgeons Thursday they are solid man they're here every Thursday for you and I, I know so many of you out there have put them to use put them to work uh, when something goes wrong or maybe it's just general maintenance man there's not a better company you could be working with than custom tree surgeons and custom tree surgeons Com. All right, back with more. We'll go uh, inside the brain trust. Boy, coaching quarterback, they made all the difference this year. We'll hear what Trevor Lawrence and Doug Peterson have to say about this weekend's uh, playoff before the playoffs for the Jags. Broadway, Baylor skips two tackles. All right, and here we go. Bye-bye, yeah. Brock Marion chasing. Brock Marion still chasing. Gets help from Smith. Touchdown. No flags. A 90-yard run. That's what he did. That's what he did. Apparently, though, not not quite as Hall of Fame worthy as Devin Hester. But think about what I just said. There is not a football team in the history of mankind that, if given the option of Devin Hester or Fred Taylor, would say, I'll take Hester. He might return a punt for me every now and then. Fred Taylor saddled up 7,000, 1,000-yard seasons. The, the combos and analytics speak for themselves, but it'll be another year in the waiting game for our man, Freddie T. They're getting this one wrong, man. I could pick apart this freaking list. Like They're spitting champion. on themselves with this one. They are, man. These are good players. Look, when you're quibbling from the 25 fi- semifinalists to the 15, look, I mean, that's a fine line separating all these dudes. That's a, That's lofty. Lofty company you're keeping just to be considered top 25, right? For a particular voting year. Uh, but Freddie came up short. He will not get to the 15. And the 15 is important because that's when they can start speaking for you. And there's just some disconnect here, man. I mean, we got we, we had John McClain, friend of the program. We had Sal Powell, friend of the program. Neither with a, with a, with a second of hesitation or pause. When it came to Fred Taylor in the hall, uh, you know, a, a heck yeah. But doesn't make the 15, uh, the 15 that, you know, again, I, I, I appreciate Devin Hester. I got a big issue with specialists being Hall of Famers. If specialists were Hall of Famers, you know what they wouldn't be? Specialists. They'd be all pros. You don't think Justin Tucker will ever be a Hall of Famer? That's different. Uh, okay. <laughs> I, now, now I, I shouldn't have said specialist. 
I should have said return return guys. Okay. But there are very I wouldn't have many in. I wouldn't have many kickers or punters in the Hall of Fame. They are a dime a dozen. They are all the flipping same. Each has years of dominance. It's it's silly. It's silliness. I get it. They're part of the game. They're part of the team. Um, but it's so much harder to differentiate between the best of the best in those categories than it is in in you know some of these others. But no, if Devin Hester were a Hall of Famer, Devin Hester would have been catching ninety balls and ten touchdowns every year like the other Hall of Fame playmakers did. I I'm sorry. I if you took in my mind, and I mean this, honestly. I mean, no disrespect to Devin Hester. He's a good weapon. I, he's not a 15 finalist. He's certainly not a Hall of Famer. But what would happen, by the way, if you took uh, Fred Taylor and you just had him return kicks his whole career? What do you think he'd do? Huh? You think he'd be sitting on three career kick returns? Hell no. He'd have 40. That's what he'd have. Put Barry Sanders back there to return kicks and punts for a career and tell me what number he reaches. That is a, that is an interesting question. It I'm is. sorry, <laughs> dude. You're a kick and punt returner, man. You get a slice of space and run for daylight, man. You're you're closer to Cordero Patterson than you are Fred Taylor. Come on. Brady doesn't make it, though. Here's your list, just real quick. Uh, Jarrell Revis. These are, look, Darrell Revis, I think, could will get in. Joe Thomas couldn't will get in. Willie Anderson, eh. Torrey Holt, eh. Reggie Wayne, okay. Devin Hester, no. Andre Johnson, eh. By the way, Holt, Wayne, Johnson, no better than Jimmy Smith. Jared Allen, okay. Demarcus Ware, yeah. Zach Thomas, well, finalist again. That's 100 years in a row, Zach. It's a concussion. <laughs> Dwight Freeney, these are all good players. I'm not picking. I'm not picking them apart. But man, I just I think Fred is getting lost in a shadow here. That's you know we continue to peel back like the shade and and not not have that career and those numbers in the shadows. But that's where they stay. There is this, unlike Tony's, which was so subjective, right? As we waited and hoped for Tony to get into the Hall of Fame, you're relying on a lot more subjectivity than you are with Fred. They won't be able to ignore Fred forever because he's going to sit there as the 17th all-time leading rusher for the next 20 years. So they won't be able to ignore him and push him back and, you know, go ahead and put Frank Gore and, you know, the Hall of Very Longers in before him, and that's fine. They won't be able to keep Fred Taylor out of the Hall of Fame. At some point when 1 through 30 of the running backs, all-time rushers, are in the Hall of Fame, all but 17... You'll have to put him in. Uh, Fred handled it with with some tact. Said it's a God's timetable, and thanks for everyone that is supporting him. And that would probably include both media and all you in in the fan base out there. So we had kind of an odd uh, odd situation in that Gator basketball game last night. Listen, aside from the rant, Florida lost sixty six sixty three. They couldn't throw it in the ocean in the first half. Um, they fell behind by 11 at halftime. They charged out, caught up, fell behind again by six or eight. Uh, the game was tied in the final seconds and, you know, they let Texas A&M score in the final seconds and then Florida could not. And so ultimately they lose by three, but a, uh, odd uh, situation early in the game 
And when I say early, this doesn't happen very often. Um, Florida had a technical free throw. I saw that in the beginning of the game. Before there was ever... Before there was ever a... Um, before a minute to... Yeah, before second. anything. Before the... Uh, here we go. I was so was, confused. Yeah, it was a jersey error, and uh, I want to get the specifics before I... I, I mean, I knew it was had to do with the jersey, but I want to be more specific about it. Uh, yeah, Texas A&M trailed one nothing before the opening t- uh, tip, a scenario neither coach had experienced or even knew was a possibility. But after leaving the court following warm-ups, the Aggies realized managers had left their game jerseys at the team hotel. They double-timed it back to the hotel to grab him, but officials hit him with a delay of game penalty. Oh, wow. They officially deemed it an administrative technical foul because the start had to be postponed a few minutes. Will Richard, uh, Will Richard made the free throw. Florida led one nothing. It's about the only lead they had all night. That's fair, though. That's fair. Yeah, for sure. But, man, how would you like to – hey, you're the equipment manager. You got one job. Ooh. It's not like you left, you know, <laughs> an iPad. They're the, they the are the, you, you, they're the jerseys. That's what you do. You got one job. <laughs> Did you see this, by the way? This is why you can't give college football national championship games to, the, to Los Angeles, California. Play them in Dallas or New Orleans or Miami, somewhere where they will appreciate them. Are you aware of the rules at that SoFi Stadium out there in L.A., E.T.? No. Yeah, the rules out there at SoFi Stadium where Georgia and TCU will meet for the national championship allows no tailgating. Oh, no, no. No tailgating. Hey, man, I don't know if y'all know the vibe Georgia and TCU are bringing to your fine town. But they they kind of like to tailgate. That's kind of almost as much a part of college football as the dadgum game. Tailgating for college college football is the king of tailgating. Absolutely, right, man. People go to college games two or three games days ahead of time. Now NFL, and by the way, that means that 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 antiseptic clean L.A. Ram bleh, means their fans don't tailgate either. Gives you a little indication about the excitement, doesn't it? Huh? Yeah, national championship attendees may not be tailgating due to the policy set forth by SoFi. Posted on their website, it forbids fans from pregame festivities. No RV parking allowed either. Wow. Thanks a lot, LA. Wow. Way to go, college football. Way to, way to give it to a place that doesn't doesn't get it. You don't get it. If that it, it, you gotta you gotta end that nonsense. By the way, I guess I understand why you can't do it for like a Rams game because if it was a Rams 49ers game there would literally be 41 murders out in the parking lot right just a little yeah I'm putting some value judgment on on California and what would happen if they allowed tailgating at Rams games he ain't lying yeah let the Raiders and Chargers play let me know the death count from the tailgating on that one so maybe it's not a bad policy when it comes to those extreme fan bases, but for a college football national championship, you're not going to let them tailgate in RV park. Big mistake. Yeah. All right. I got this on the uh, text line. We were talking before about have the Jags ever played the final week 
to to with the playoffs at stake. I you know I know that through the years, and apparently it's only happened one other time. And I'll have to double check this one. I appreciate the info, and I gave the shout out to to the guy who sent it in. But I'm not sure it was as clear cut. It may have worked out that if they won, they would have gone in. But I'm talking about like pre-game, win you're in, lose you're out. Not you have to win to stay alive and some other things could happen. I'm not saying that was the case here in 2006, but I'm not sure that it wasn't the case either. But anyway, in 2006, they missed the playoffs. The Jags did uh, the last game of the year against the Chiefs. That was in Jack Del Rio had a couple of these. Couple of years, the Jags were like eight and five, eight and six, and then they lost the last two or three games. That was a year they were eight and five. They finished uh, eight and eight, and um, missed the playoffs. and And had they beat the Chiefs in that finale, they would have made the postseason. But I don't, I don't know if they knew that when the day started. Anyway, Doug Peterson, um, yesterday, it was on on. The morning, good morning football on, on NFL Network. And, and he talked about, you know, uh, what he said to the team about, you know, the Hamlin injury. These guys are all on the same page in the NFL. And he talked about transitioning and having to play a football game. I don't think it's that incredibly difficult. You know, the human capacity is, is broad enough that you can care for a number of things at once. And it doesn't diminish the other things that you care about. But the bottom line is the Jags are playing more than meaningful football in prime time on Saturday night with their season at stake. You know, we've battled through a lot this this year. We've we you know, we've we've I think we were three and seven at one point and, and now we're in a position to um, you know, win the AFC South and, and, and put ourselves in a in a postseason contention. So, you know, that that's what you want. You want to be one of the teams at the end of the year. Now, we understand we're uh, we're facing a great you know Titans team, well coached team. Coach Vrabel is uh, uh, one of the best in the league, and he, he has the guys will be well prepared. And um, but for us, it's just you know it's kind of the step in in the direction that we want to go. And and we're trying to you know we're trying to build a winning culture here that uh, is sustainable, not just not just one one year, one year, one year, but just. We want to be able to build this, you know, so every year we're in the conversation and playing meaningful games in the month of December and January. All right, with meaningful games comes pressure points, right? And we, we talked about this yesterday. This, this Jaguars football team is young. They haven't had pressure. Not like this. Not going in uh, to a game. But, look, that's that's relative, right? I don't, I don't know. How, you know, all of us who do any kind of sports, even recreationally, whoever played at any level experienced pressure. Like, I wonder if the pressure you feel as a high school senior leading your team into the state championship game, is that any different than the pressure you feel as a college quarterback leading your team in a conference championship game or maybe a national championship game? Is the pressure that Trevor Lawrence faces this Saturday night, is it any different than the pressure that he would have felt or faced when he looked across the field as a freshman against Alabama? and won a national title? I don't know that. Pressure is pressure. It's an interesting question, and there aren't a lot that just climb the ladder up and can use it as a point of reference. But Trevor Lawrence played on the biggest college football stages now. So I'm not sure that just a Saturday night regular season ender with the playoffs on the line is going to overwhelm this kid. Yeah, it feels good. You know, it feels good knowing, you know, what we had to do to get here, but also – 
job's not finished. You know, we have we have we have to win this game to get in, and then moving forward, we kind of we kind of get what we earn every week. So, you know, we're embracing that. I think that's kind of how it's been for us. Like I said before, it's been like that for us for the past month, really. So, the teams responded well to that, and you know, I'm proud of the situation we put ourselves in. It's, it wasn't easy to get in this spot, especially the way we started the season, um, and, and here we are with an opportunity to win the division and. This is the only game that matters right now, and we, we, we're just putting everything we have into just scoring one more point than them. That's all that matters is winning the game. So um, that's, what we're, that's what we're focusing on. And like you said, it, it, I mean, it feels good to be in a big-time game like this. Just, you know, the city has a lot of energy, and everybody's excited. So, you know, we're, we're excited for that. But at the end of the day, it's, uh, you can't make it bigger than it is. We still got to go out there and execute and, and play well. Man, we are going to be busted on Monday morning if we win this game, aren't we, E.T.? What a fun week it's going to be next week, right? Oh, my God. I was talking to somebody. I talked to Buffalo Tom yesterday, and he said, you know, it's just so good when the Jaguars are because I love you and Dan, but, man, week after week of the misery, and well-deserved, you know, by the way, he said, it's just nice to have this, this common bond now. That bond is a lot thicker when they're winning than when they're losing, isn't it? We'll come back with a football fix next. You're listening to The Drill on a custom tree surgeon's Thursday. You know, we're very confident in the guy that he has shown us to be so far, and we don't expect anything different from him. Like you said, he's been he's been in big game atmospheres before, whatever level that was, whatever that meant at the time. But, you know, we're, we're very excited that he's leading our team. All right, that is your offensive coordinator, Press Taylor, about Trevor Lawrence, the confidence the football team has uh, in him. Uh, the Jaguars, uh, look, when they went up to Nashville a couple of, what, a month ago now, the, the first half, I mean, Derrick Henry looked like he was going to go for about 300 yards, remember, out of the gates? It was in like the first quarter. Yeah, 100 yards in the first quarter. And then, you know, the game changed some. They forced a, a, a fumble, right? A big hit from Shaq Quarterman was a, was a kind of a game-changing play that day. And they, they were able to stifle them somewhat by the defense and then somewhat by the scoreboard. Uh, in the second half and, and did a real good job on Henry. They, they can't have a repeat of that first half. They've got to do, you know, they got to play a lot more like they played in the second half of that uh, first Titans game this time around, I, I would say. Uh, look, the defense is enjoying a little bit of a revival here. It gets put more to a test when a, when a playoff, you know, more of a playoff caliber team comes to town to finish things up. But that's back-to-back games now where they given up three points. I mean, kind of been undersold and there's a reason the quarterback play on the other side has been awful in both of those games but man to, what what did we say it's been 50 to th- six combo scores the last two weeks so uh you heard from the offensive coordinator how about the defensive coordinator Mike Caldwell who suddenly sees his defense stopping teams bogging them down in the red zone and keeping them out of the end zone and uh, guess what you know with that confidence comes a little bit more fun doing your job I think guys are just enjoying being around each other and they're growing closer together and they're playing for one another. And when you play for your brother next to you, it just, the excitement just picks up. And this day and age, everybody wants to celebrate. I don't know if Tyson was riding a, a bike or a horse or something. <laughs> he he, he might have been dancing, but we want to see him dance some more. <laughs> they're talking about Tyson Campbell and whatever that was he was doing in the end zone. I don't know what that was. Yeah, <laughs> you don't know. I and mean, nobody knows. We need to ask him, Ty. What were you doing? Were you on? Uh, were, <laughs> well, just as, just as the coach said, there. I don't know what he was on. Bike, keep doing horse, it. Or just, keep yeah, doing it. Just keep doing it. I told you, Fred Taylor did not make the cut from uh, from twenty five to fifteen. So it'll be wait till next year for one of the great running backs in NFL history. Trevor's delivered on the field. He also delivered off. He he gifted his uh, offensive linemen some pricey watches. Man, you get some good fringe benefits when you're a 
when you're an offensive lineman for a big-time quarterback, don't you? And a big-time running back. They both, yeah, the they both they get hooked yeah, up. Yeah, they do. They get hooked up. And they, you know what? They play to no fanfare. You don't even know who they are. Their only position, like, I, you can tell me the weakest substandard fourth receiver for the 49ers, but you can't tell me who their left guard is. That sums up that position, man. The most anonymous position in the entire NFL is the offensive line. Where you, I mean, again, maybe due to fancy football, but you give an offensive. I mean, people can tell you who you know Sim Osborne is in a drop of a hat, but you know, don't ask them who the Vikings you know right guard is. All right. Um, so anyway, the yeah the O line gets a little goody sack from Trevor Lawrence. You're a watch guy. Their quarterback. I'm a watch yeah. guy. Yeah, I would. Cannot, however, play offensive line for the Jags this weekend. I've <laughs> injured my shoulder sleeping. <laughs> Fire the band. we got a football fix. It's brought to you by Don't Sleep on Allstate Agent Mandy Bowers and her crack staff. What a dream team she has. Time gets away from you a little bit. When's the last time you had an insurance checkup? It's worth setting an appointment with Mandy, seeing what she can do for you with all the terrific different variety of policies and programs they have available at their disposal. And all of the insurance... Um, Things that have changed over the last few years. You might be surprised. Go visit Allstate Agent Mandy Bowers in Mandarin. All right, those close to DeMar Hamlin says he uh, continues to, quote, show signs of improvement. The Bills have released that. I saw um, his agent, his PR associate. I don't, I don't know exactly what his title is. I saw him meet yesterday and say he's, he's you know, getting more of his own oxygen in, you know, with, without the help. So, look. You don't want to stay sedated, you know. You want him, we want, let, forget, it, I'm not going to play doctor. We want him just to move along and recuperate and come back to full health and become, you know, cognizant and aware and conscious as soon as possible. And while that's, we're a long way from there and that's a slow, hard process that he's going to have to fight through, that remains a strong possibility. So that, to that end, is uh, good news. By the way, Zach Taylor and the Bengals don't think that they, aren't completely on board with any and everything that happened the other night as far as what the response was from the Bills and their coach. Uh, Taylor went out of his way to praise Coach Sean McDermott uh, for the stance that he took uh, on what was best for his his band of brothers, his football team. Well, Derek Carr certainly looks like he's on the way out. Remember, it seemed like part of the selling point of Devontae Adams joining the Raiders was the relationship that he has with Carr going all the way back to the college days. Even with Carr gone, though, Adams says... He wants to remain a Raider and wants to be kept in the loop on the Raiders' quarterback decision. At least he hopes that he can be. Now, the Bears' Justin Fields is out on Sunday. I know there are a lot of Justin Fields believers out there. I just, I, you know. And it's fine to see an up, you know, an upshoot. There is one there, right? There's a potential there. But in the National Football League, until you can pass the football as a quarterback consistently and when necessary... You're going to remain a, a strata or two below. You, know, you can marvel at Justin Fields' ability to carry it 10 times for 124 yards. It's incredible athleticism. And you also lost the game 38 to 13. You have now other areas have to be, you know, improved and bolstered, and, and that's all fine and dandy. But we're now two years in on, on Justin Fields, and he's still not an efficient passer of the football. That doesn't seem like target is top three, top five franchise quarterback to me. We'll, we'll see. But if you're going to be like Lamar or Russell Wilson or Kyler Murray, you got to throw. Like, I mean, Lamar's a better thrower. 
Never mind, you know, Russell Wilson. That's a completely different level. I mean, the Russell Wilson that entered the league, uh, especially. Well, you know, nothing against the Seattle Seahawks. But for drama's sake, I do hope they lose to the Rams on Sunday because I want the Sunday night game between the Packers and Lions to be a win and get in game like the like the Jaguars game is against the Titans. And that would be the case if Seattle loses. Now, if Seattle wins, the only team that has any stake is the Packers. They would have to uh, win to get in. If they lose, then Seattle would go. But Seattle first has to beat the Rams on Sunday afternoon. We shall see. With Baker Mayfield, the Rams have been at least more competitive. We'll see if they can handle the Seahawks. That's football fix. You're welcome. Uh, by the way, from the text line, we had Jag fans who, at the, who uh, have been to SoFi. I guess there are certain tailgating areas for the NFL games. Like you just can't go in any parking spot anywhere, I, I guess, apparently. Uh, there's certain areas and you know restricted, but not completely no tailgating. However, for this national championship game, it's prohibited. I guess they figure us Southern rubes can't roll into their you know cultured SoFi Stadium and be counted on to you know pick up after ourselves. I'm not sure. Uh, this is the drill. It's custom tree surgeons Thursday. Hick and arrival and more come your way next. Ladies and gents, please put your hands together as Dan Hicken enters the studio. You know it! Yes, sir! Midland being up, be an upgrade for us most days. Is that we're doing? We're Midland? What's up, E? Hello, Jeff. Dan's going to have a seizure. You're going to have to stop the music. He's going to have a seizure, right? Like those people that can't see uh, strobe lights. Right, right. That's me. Similar reaction. Oh, my gosh. Good to be here. Do you I remember- love we got game Saturday now because it's close. <laughs> right. Two days away. Do you remember in Jack's history, just other than the Falcons game, knowing if you win, you in, you lose, you're out? We've had a couple of times where it ended up had we won the last game. Was it that game? In. Did we have a chance against was, Washington? Was it the, Tex- when, was it the we Texans? Se- the Texans was an important game. We lost 21 nothing. No game. one showed up. It was cold. Yeah. Well, and someone said, well, we had under Del Rio, we had a couple of years where we were like eight and five and lost the last three. That's what I'm saying. The Washington it game. It was Kansas was- City, someone said. You remember the Chiefs being the last game? No, I remember Washington. I'll look. I'll yeah. Look. I don't know. But point being that. Yeah. Yeah, there haven't been many. We haven't had many games in the history of our franchise where right. the last week of the season oh, yeah. decided it. It's like maybe the second time. Third, maybe. I, I think maybe the 06 season when the Jags were 0-5 and then they, they barely lost to the Patriots, went to 0 and, uh, 8 and 6. I mean, not 0-5, 8-5. and 5. Uh, in 10, we were 8-8. Eight and eight. We were 8-7 and seven and lost, but I don't know. And in, in. and in 06, we were 8-8. Eight and 0-6 eight. Oh, is the year. Look at the standings. Well... Yeah, that was a year where, had we won that game, we were in. But I don't know if going into the game, you know what I mean? We did lose to the Chiefs that year. Yeah. At the end of the year. But I don't know. Like, it ended up, had they won the game, they're in. But I don't know if you knew going in, when we're in. I don't don't remember that. I don't remember it that way. In my mind, this is the first time I remember. Like, even that Houston game, I think there was a chance. The playoffs were still a chance. Yeah. And no one showed up. I don't think it was the playoffs were on the line. And so it just adds to what's uh, coming up. 
than this yeah. Saturday night oh, slobber yeah. knocker. Very, uh, very excited about it. Cannot wait. And looking forward to it very much. And in fact, I'll just tell you right off the rip, our one-to-one uh, financial poll question of the day, because that's what I'm here for. Okay. Well, you're here for a lot of things, but we appreciate the poll question. What is it? For the Jackson win Saturday night, the defense has to keep Henry under 100, win the turnover battle, get four to five sacks of Dobbs, or have him in third and long all night. Yes. <laughs> Show up. Um, no, I think that the surest sign of winning would have them in third and long all night. Okay, that's, that's a leader. 38.1% yeah. with 578 votes. Keep Henry under 1037 but Henry had 121 yeah, no, on— it's the turnovers is the second most important. Turnovers is 23.9. Four to five sacks of Dobbs is just 4.9. Yeah, yeah, but third and long, those other things happen. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I was— um, I, I'm impressed with the savvy of the answer. Yeah. That's good. That's the right answer. Yeah. I was— Because uh, that's my answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean it that way, but yeah. I was disappointed again. Um, uh, with the Pro Football Hall of Fame, obviously. Yeah, I just, I don't it. It is what it is, but, I mean, you cannot tell me. And, and look, there's a lot of deserving guys. I, I get it. So, and I hate to do this kind of game. But, to, I mean, Albert Lewis, a Hall of Famer? No, it's, this, is a, this is a charity. Albert Lewis? It's a charity nod. It's his last year. That's what we're doing now. I, I'm on an island with this, but you, you're never going to, for me, I'm never going to put a kick returner in the Hall of Fame. If he were a Hall yeah, of they, Famer, he'd be a receiver. Yeah. I'm sorry. What if Fred Taylor returned kicks and punts his whole career? Dan, what would he have, 40? Yeah. How about? That's Devin Hester that I'm describing. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and while I'm at it, you know, Don Coriel, God bless him. I mean, There's I, a lot of over them Tom Coughlin, Don Coriel didn't even have one. I think Joe Thomas is the only guy on that list who's a no-brainer to me. And you know who they're going to put in? And I, again, and this will upset people. I don't, whatever. I mean, and I, again, it's hard when you don't. The, I you could probably convince me about all the guys. Sure, if, they're good. If players. you were the presenter, yeah. right? So I say this with respect. Yeah. I really do. Sure, it's a fine. But line. like. I'll take Fred Taylor over Zach Thomas any 100%. day. Do you want to line him up in an Oklahoma drill? I'll take Fred yeah, yeah, and watch I'll, him I'll run him over. Well, and I'll take it a Come step on. further. Dan. Why, I mean, <laughs> honestly, why isn't when you get to the ultimate end, and they unfortunately couldn't get him in the 15. Yeah. Why is that not a valid question? Let's just play that game with right. every one of these. Well, maybe you should. You're the you're owner of team this or that. You can have Zach Thomas or Andre Johnson. Who are you taking? You can yeah. have Fred Taylor or Torrey Holt. Who are you taking? Yeah. Come on, man. Here's the good Willie news for Anderson. Fred. Right. And it's a perfect, good players. By the way, it's a perfect year to put Fred there because there's not one no, running back. No, I know. It's weak. Not a one. It, it, it's weak. I just not, don't do that. You're taking me off, dude. Yeah. I just buy it. It's, I it's mean, wrong. It's just, again, it's wrong. I, I, I'm going to beat this drum for the next whatever until he gets in, and it's He'll fine. And, but he should get in the room. He's owed that much. Fred deserves to be in the room no, and be debated. That's all I asked. Here's the good, I didn't even ask him to make it. I said, just get him in the room. Here's the and good then news. you guys can talk about him. Here's the good news. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like Tony and his journey yeah. was subjective. At the end of the day, it was going to be a subjective plea for yeah. Tony. Yeah. Fred is getting in. He has an objective route. He's going to be 17th in NFL history in rushing yeah. for the next 20 years. Yeah. He will get in. Yeah. He, he'll, he'll force his way in from the objectivity part of it. Yeah. He won't be able to get away from it. Yeah. So anyway, you know, Revis will get in. They'll for whatever reason they love Joe Thomas, and that's fine. I, he's again, that's he's there, Tony Baselli. So I I don't and like I said, if I sat with a presenter of any of these fifteen, 
probably in 15 minutes, they'd have me going, okay, yeah, I can see, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, yeah. It's tough to make a decision. It's a tough decision, but, I, I mean, I just – and then the Coriel over Coughlin, I mean, I, what are we doing? I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I mean, it, it, just, it just bothers me. Anyway. Was Coughlin – was he, he wasn't in the 25, though, was he? Oh, or is no, that separate? They t- it's separate. It's separate. And Coughlin didn't even get yeah, he was right. nominated. That's what year. I mean, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, right. We talked about that. I'm going to send him a handwritten note next year and go, Hi, Tom Coughlin should be nominated. This counts as one. Sincerely, Dan. And yeah, there you go. You want me to send the other one? Yeah, and you can send the other one. Okay. It's just, it's just annoying. Oh, I hear you. And it's, again, it's not, I'm not going to, we can harp on it and we can do it. What's, it's just whatever. There's something chafing me this morning. I hate bringing up a story that's chafing me this I early. Was, I'm, I was chafed. I, I should be in a great mood and I'm chafed Why? by a lot of stuff. A lot well, of I'm chafed stuff. more than anything. I but, gave my, my, I gave, my I gave too much of my sports fandom uh-huh. to an organization that I now realize is made up of a bunch of oh, sissies. No. Oh, and no. I'll, I won't do it again. Fool me once, shame on oh, me. No. The World Cup can come and go, and the U.S. national team can stay in daycare. They can all go with their mommies to the fair and hold on to I didn't give their, up that, too much of my fandom for that, but I will say this hold about Hold on to that. their skirts while they walk around the amusement park. When we're, when we're listen, when we're... There's a term in Little League sports. Yeah. And and every person who's been around it and it uh, knows it and they hate it. And we've used it 8 million. All of us have used it at some point or another. And it's called daddy ball. Yeah. This is the old time this is daddy dad- ball. And, and mommy ball. This is, you okay. You know what daddy ball is, E? Have you ever heard that term? No. Daddy ball is where, okay, say, uh, say you're playing a, a, a game and – you see, uh, and it's Little League, baseball, football, basketball. And, boy, the coach's son sure plays a lot. He's okay. not very good. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I'm the familiar. reason the coach is coaching is because he wants to be there with his kid and watch his kid play, but he's not as good as the other kids. And then and then the other parents start to get miffed, and then the term daddy ball gets tossed around. Okay. All right, well, okay. here's, the, here's how it really – This is the all-time here's how it really, at the highest level is, of daddy yeah, ball I, that I, I've ever I, seen. I, 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 again – you know, we were worried about Gio Reyna and why he wasn't playing. Now I would never let him within 100 miles of my facility. He's a sissy, wuss, non-competitive, little crybaby fizzle. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Gio Reyna is the player that wasn't played by Greg Berhalter, the coach of the, right. the, the, the National United Soccer States Team. United States Soccer right? Team. Gio's parents are famously former soccer players themselves. Claudio. Claudio Reyna mm-hmm. and, and Danielle Reyna, who mm-hmm. both were national team members themselves, I okay. believe. All Certainly right. Claudio was. Right. Well, Greg uh, Berhalter, 31 years ago. By the way, for context, his wife was also a soccer player yeah. and was best friends, best friends with Danielle. Okay, so... Tw- Not when, anymore. When back twenty thirty one years. Was it thirty one years ago? Twenty five years ago? Okay, 30, yeah, 30, like 31 yeah. years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When Burhalter was he eighteen? Is that was his age? Twenty. Young college kids. Okay, there was a, 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 at some point somewhere. I don't even know. We don't know the specifics of what happened, yeah. but apparently kicked his girlfriend at the yeah, time, which you shouldn't now, do. Of course not. Right. What that means or what uh, the context, I don't know. Yeah, we don't but I will know. say he went on to marry the same girl. Yeah. And they, by all accounts, have been happily married for 25 years. Correct. So, well, Doreenas knew apparently that 31 years ago he kicked his girlfriend. Well, that's because they were roommates, Danielle and, and, and so, Mrs. Burhalter. Beca- and so when 
their little baby boy Gio wasn't getting the playing time they thought he deserved. Daddy balled them. They called him and said, hey, we're going to remember that thing that happened at that party 31 years ago? We're going to go to U.S. soccer with that info. Yeah. And they did. They did. And now they did because their little baby and boy now there's Gio an investigation. didn't get to play. Right. So my third one, my third chafing goes to, hey, U.S. soccer, stay in your freaking lane. Oh, yeah. Well, why, a- why are you on Gio? What did he do? Why am I on Gio? Yeah. Because his two parents yeah, be on called them. the coach. Yeah, be on them. Yeah, no, I... You think I, he said, Mommy, Daddy, will yeah. you call the coach? Yeah, I think he said, Mommy, Daddy. <laughs> will you tell will the story yeah. about the coach? Mommy, Daddy, he was mean to me today. Mommy, Daddy, I didn't get to play this week. Uh, Mommy, Daddy, I should be playing. Yeah, yeah. I right, do. All right. Yeah. I'd rather blame the parents. Yeah, I'll blame them all. <laughs> I'll blame all and three U.S. Of soccer them. for saying, right. get, get the hell out of here. I would never let this kid play. Go play for Italy. Where are they from? What's your nationality? Because you can go play there. Yeah. You're never playing on our team ever yeah. because of your parents. Great story. If you want to divorce your parents, and what, what's that word that they use? Oh, uh, in, emancipate. In, in, yeah, emancipate. If you emancipate yourself from your psycho parents, yeah. but U.S. soccer won't do that because they've immediately gotten out their violins and their Sherlock Holmes magnifying glasses and are going to investigate an event that wasn't a legal matter or anything else 31 years ago. All because little baby Danielle boy couldn't said, play. Danielle actually put out a statement, right, folks. Danielle said, I thought it was especially unfair to that Gio, who had apologized for acting immaturely about his playing time. That's why you should blame Gio. Was still being dragged through the mud when Greg had asked for and received forgiveness for doing something so much worse at the same age. Right. What are you talking about? Claudio Reyna also sent multiple messages to the general manager and to this guy, Ernie Stewart, and uh, during the World Cup in which he shared frustrations about Gio's World Cup experience. Multiple sources told ESPN he threatened to share allegations about Burhalter's past, but Reyna had, has denied those allegations. Yeah, I don't, I don't believe your denial. I think you're a little liar. But Danielle said she did tell him. Yeah, because yeah. Danielle's a, what? well, you know, fill in the blank. Danielle Reyna. Um, Going to have a limited role, and they went crazy. Says she told U.S. Soccer Sporting Director Ernie Sturt about Greg Burhalter's past domestic violence incident. So... <laughs> And then she went on to say, you know what, we were roommates together, and uh, I went through it with her. And um, in, the in the fall, fall yeah. yeah, go ahead, read. I was gonna say in the fall of ninety one. This is Burhalter. What he says about this, uh, yeah. which was like again, which again, yeah. he he shouldn't have to do. No, this is not fair. No, man. it's weak. This is nineteen ninety one to your wife. Correct. Yeah. In the fall of ninety one, I met my soulmate. I had just turned eighteen. I was a freshman in college. I met Roslyn one night while drinking at a local bar. Roslyn and I had a heated argument that continued outside. It became physical, and I kicked her in the legs, which you can't do, bro. But Burhalter said authorities are never involved. He saw counseling afterward. The couple re- reconciled, subsequently married, and they have four children. Yeah. But let's let mommy and daddy ball write a letter because baby boy Gio, who <laughs> who prissed around over yeah. there, yeah. threatened to leave yeah. like a little baby boy. Yeah. So yeah, they've chafed me. U.S. Soccer and GTH. Yeah. And 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 that and the entirety of it because now they're now investigating this. Fire him for losing or keep him for winning. Do what you want. But to, mm-hmm. to entertain this nonsense is... I'm chafed. If, if, if look, if Berhalter's wife were making it, different story. Yeah. I guess, I guess I'll tell you what I'm chafed about when What's we that? come back. Oh, I'm, good. I'm seriously chafed. And I mean, I'm telling you, chafed. C-H-A-F-E-D, chafed. Like, I got, I got to put some powder and some lotion on. I'm so chafed. Okay. That's how chafed I am, E. My dog need the lotion. Yeah, get the lotion. Gold bond. Yes, please. Some gold bond. Woo! <laughs>
I'm chafed about my my alma mater's athletics program because honestly, sorry, Junie Bug, we suck. This is the drill. Hit it. Yeah. You bet. All right. Custom Tree Surgeons Thursday. Sports Concepts and Rationalizations coming your way. We do have a little prize back to hand out at the end of this just because we can and because we care. And, uh, E, what is that, my friend? A little razzle-dazzle, something oh. light, nothing special. We just got a little $25 gift card to Woody's Barbecue. Come on, somebody. All right, yesterday it was taken, um, I believe, almost in jest as a farce. But I'm, I'm going to present to you right now. Mm-hmm. This isn't a wheel bet. This isn't a dime bet. This is a good old just, you know, $10 bet. Okay. I will put the Florida Gator over or under on conference wins this year at four and a half. Four and a half? At four and a half. They play 18 conference games. I'm going to put it on four and a half for 20 American dollars if you 20. Would. Yeah, I've upped it now because I didn't see the— I'll take four for the push. No, the over under is four and a half. There's no, no push. You I'll take either. four for the push. No, four is for the win. It's four and a half. If you no, bet if make four— make it a four, then we push. No, I'm not doing any of that. Why I would was, you do that? Because it's uh, this is my original thought. Yeah, but for well, no, your original thought was zero and eighteen. Well, no, that was the embellishment of it. But I, when asked, you texted I said, me last night for the record three, three and 15. fifteen. I said that yesterday too. But I mean, I, I got it. <laughs> and yeah. I'm not necessarily disagreeing. Yeah. But I'll do it for fun. Yeah, I'll take that bet for twenty dollars. You'll take the over the under. Yeah, I need something to root for because I get so I'm so chafed and peed off at them. Yeah. Uh, I can't, I can't, it just drives me crazy. So I need something to push me and money is a great pusher. So I'll take that. I, 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 I the program is in disarray, dude. The football and the basketball programs are at low points, like eighties time, like 1980s. This is what, this, this is, <coughs> and this is what a lot of you wanted. And I, 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 I hate almost you for went it. to Twitter yeah. last night. I hate you for and it. And I was going to dig you all yeah, up. I hate y'all for it. And put you all down. All you social media warriors. Creatures, a small number. That, yeah. that, that Mike White yeah. was no good, who beat Auburn last night, by yeah. the way. And is coming to Gainesville Mike White's at 11 and 3, yeah. while Florida is yeah. 7 and 7. Yeah. Right. But y'all know. Y'all know what we by should the, be. By, by the way. So in your book, by the way, we should fire Golden now and go get to the next guy. Cause that's how you that's how you guys were. I would I would describe. And, you go, and then somebody tell me, well, sorry, Jeff. That's somebody good. told me last year you you well we sucked last year too. Yeah, we sucked to twenty and fourteen. I don't think we're going to be twenty and fourteen this year. This is the point. Okay, now look, I'm not burying. I'm not going to be the same screecher, right? No, I'm not going to bury Todd Golden. Obviously, no. obviously, his tact is to tear it down and build it back up. I reckon. Here's though what the screechers have done to the majority rather than the high pitched shrill basketball savants that should decide and dictate the Florida Gator basketball future to hell with any fans that disagree with them. You've ruined basketball season. You see under Mike White, Florida continued to be a successful basketball program. Yeah. I, 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 to me, I know it's just me. I know you think they should be winning the Natty every year with Kentucky. Right. But for me, it was enough to have it in play down the stretch. Have a chance. To be engaged and intrigued and win 20 games. Yeah. And most years go to the tournament and win a game in the tournament. And then the forces come together and you have a couple of special years where the recruiting really hits and you're a Final Four or a title contending team. That, by the way, you know it all. This is how Billy did it. He didn't go every year 30-3 and three to the natty. He would have five or six or seven years or pulling different buttons, pushing different, you know, uh, levers. Yeah, but, so, but you've ruined basketball for us in the short term. Maybe Golden 
we'll get the recruiting and the NIL and all that down and the analytics, and yeah. maybe in three years they'll be great, and it will have been worth it for what you. What happened to the— But it won't to me. It won't be worth it because you've ruined Mike White with this team would be better. What happened to the— uh, <clears throat> Todd Golden does it differently stuff. Like I don't know, he man. He fouls when This he... roster, I would say, is as good as last year's. What's the difference? Well, they cannot shoot at yeah. all. And you lost to Appleby, who this year's playing better, but... Uh, they are the worst shooting team terrible. every year. I watch these guys shoot. And this, is, this was Mike White, too, by the way. I don't understand for the life of me. And this is... My, I've always asked this question to basketball people, and I need someone to explain. I guess you can't. Like, when Florida had Lee Humphrey... You know, such a pure shooter, and and he fit in. But there was a lot of stars. There's three first-round picks on that team. But my question is, why don't you recruit one or two of those uh, uh, um, uh, uh, Michael Frazier's every year? Guys who can absolutely shoot the lights out. And why don't you recruit those guys and give those guys a couple spots and get ball? I know they're not as good defensively. I know they can't do a lot, but they're just spot-up shooters. Give me a spot-up shooter that I can count on, and I'll take him any day of the week. And and all and all teams are guilty of this, but they won't recruit the, you know, if he's not the perfect right. build or or well, they got to be long and lean and yeah. athletic. Yeah, they do. I guess so. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Texas A and M, who's no good either. Yeah. Um, you got, I came think, into the came into. Does Mike White not come to town this weekend? Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to say something that I, I'm not good I'm, thing. I'm focused on the jazz. I'm going to say something I would never, ever, ever say about football under any circumstance, no matter what, I don't care who, what, when, or, or, or where took place. Go Mike White. Oh no. Shove it up their A this oh, Saturday. No. Yeah. One of my buddies said, shove it right up the old Gator nostril this week. One of and my, take a look at the rowdy reptiles and give them a little weird number one on your way out while you do it. Well, one of my buddies who I, I love and, and knows Gator sports as, <clears throat> as well as anyone, you know, he left for our biggest comp competitor, Bleep Mike White. Yeah, right. And I no, said, he didn't leave. Y'all pushed him. I said, well, he held I a think gun Mike to his White head. was you saying Bleep attacked you. Attacked his family, you <laughs> jags. Yeah, they, they attacked your, you attacked his family on social media. You, 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 you whined and, and cried then, like rain and as then, parents. And then I'll push, I'll push it a step further because this is where I think our leadership is lacking. I'm starting to get down on, on our AD because he should have stuck up for him and said, I don't care what you say or do. He's going to be our guy. He's our coach, so y'all be We're quiet. We're a successful program. Yeah. We're going and to the he, tournament. And he let him leave, and I don't like that. And, I, and, and then the guy he replaced him with, like, because I, Jeff, can you look up SEC basketball for me real quick, the standings? Yeah. Can you get that? Mm -hmm. Do you have that? The standings? Yeah, the SEC basketball stand. Not the 1-0, but the overall records. What do yeah, you yeah, find? Yeah, yeah. Let yeah, me uh, just scroll down. Okay, yeah. I want to make a point here real quick. Uh, yeah, um, the SEC. The problem yeah. is that there's a lot of college basketball at the very bottom. I got, I got it. All right. So, can you tell me LSU's record, overall record? Yeah, overall record. Uh, they're twelve and two. Twelve and two. Can you tell me Missouri's record? Uh, Missouri is uh, number twenty in the country. By the way, they're yeah. twelve and two. Okay, so they're both twelve and two. Can you tell me the coaches? Can you look at the coaches of LSU and Missouri? Well, they each have um, new coaches this year. New coaches this year. Yeah, they each have uh, so first year. They have first year coaches like we do. And their coach is twelve and two and twelve and two. Correct. Yeah, one guy's from Murray ba State. Uh, uh, Bates is the Missouri. I'm not even sure who the LSU coach is. 
It's Gates. I think. Gates, Gates, yeah. Dennis yeah. Gates yeah. is at Missouri, and the Murray State guy is at LSU. Yeah, yeah, they're each 12 and 2. First year we, guys. By the way, LSU in both programs, they lost all their players. Yeah, we Zoom called our guy and hired him on the spot. Yeah, that's our AD working yeah, that's hard. That's what I'm saying. Maybe I, he found a nice YouTube video where Todd Golden was nice to a yeah. homeless man in San Francisco. In I mean, I don't know. That that seemed to yeah. drive a lot of his of his hires and fires. And again, I'm, I'm not saying Todd Golden stinks. No, I don't know. I don't, I'm saying you've ruined my basketball season, and for that, I hate you. Yeah. You have. You've ruined it. Because with Mike White, you'd be unhappy, but we'd be 10-4. and four. Right. And, and you know, you would think we should be Kentucky in a four seed. Yeah. We'd be an eight seed and be in March right. Madness. Right. But no, right. you savants yeah. who just rich in your basketball lore from all the years of Gator basketball tradition decided to whine and scream in Claudio Reyna we need Mike White out of town. We need uh, somebody's got to tell Colin Castleton. You know, you gotta you gotta take more than six shots. You gotta get position down there. The ball's got to go in. We gotta work out, and then we gotta find a guy who can knock down a three point shot. I mean, it's just it's terrible. But anyway, after Georgia, they got LSU and Missouri back to back. So along the twenty dollars, if we don't beat Georgia on yeah. Saturday, we're gonna be staring at a one, two, three, four, five before we go back out to Texas A and M. And by the way, Screechers. Show your A five show, wins. Show your A one more time this weekend, and just go ahead and boo Mike White when he comes to town for the terrible job he did there for six or seven yeah. years. Show your true color. All you social warriors yeah. who fire the guy, yeah. uh, go go ahead and boo him on his well, return. Well, the, the problem there is that would require them going to the game. Which well, they're not that's doing. also fair. <laughs> and this guy, by the way, this AD quote unquote, yeah. listens to him. Mm-hmm. Acts on them. Doesn't support his coach going to the tournament every year. Yeah. No, he falls in line with any idiot that thinks that Florida has the, the the capability of being a year-to-year national title contender. They do not, which mm. is fine. Mm. They have the capability of being one every now and then. And hopefully in between being a tournament team, Florida cannot, nor can Auburn, nor can Alabama, nor can a lot of teams that are good for a minute. Uh Change subjects because enough of the sports <coughs> concepts and rationalizations. Um, oh, it's Glenn at the beaches is okay. calling. We'll take him on the fair and fair phone line real quick. Yeah, that's, we'll that's move on. But good. I want—I got right. one more story I want to talk about. Hello, Glenn. Go ahead, real quick. Oh, boy, I'm so tired of listening to you guys cry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got Joe. Oh, and twenty-five in the big game. <laughs> That's, that's, that's fair. You that's you. Yeah. That's fair. Glenn's yeah, a Georgetown you guys fan. Cry for the rest of the day. <laughs> Thank you, Glenn. We'll be crying. I don't even turn it on anymore. <laughs> All right, get out of Thank here. You. That's kind of a pot shot there. That was that's fine. He's tired of hearing us cry. He's a Georgetown alum, and they've been in the stinker for a while. Uh, do you remember the Scott Stalling, Scott Stalling story we talked about? Yeah. Scott and Jenny. Our PGA Tour golfer and his wife, Jenny. Well, there's a Scott and Jenny Stallings as well who... The Masters sent hit the, the wrong, Masters yeah. invite to, the and wrong. it's the wrong Scott and Jenny Stallings who happen to live like at Sea Island, same same area. Wow! So so you got two Scott and Jenny Stallings. Would you at any point consider trying to pull it off? Sorry, you sent it to me. I'm playing. Well, Scott, <laughs> that Scott Stallings is a golfer, uh-huh. and he would love to you know play the Masters. And his wife opened it up, is like, oh my god, you're going to the Masters? He's like, what? And he looked at it, and it, well, surely this kind of thing has happened to him before. I would think there'd be some if they live near each other. Yeah. Anyway, uh, to put a bow on the story uh, from the non-golfing 
non-professional golfing, Scott and Jenny Stallings. We are going to the Masters. Stallings Golf invited us to meet him and his Jenny for dinner and attend practice rounds. This was on the bucket list. We're grateful to be able to fulfill this dream. Can't wait to see Scott in the green jacket. (laughs) Thanks for following the fun. I don't think that you could become and be great friends, though, with a couple that have the exact same name to it. (laughs) I just... You just couldn't do it. It leads to some kind of... I don't know what... Now, you've gone down some untoward path, but I just mean just like <laughs> hotel reservations or dinner out or cart credit, just the whole thing. It'd just, yeah. be, it'd just be too much. Yeah. So anyway, that's, uh, that's... that's Scott, I'm leaving you. I'm in love with Scott. Yeah. Scott who? That's a good story, though. Yeah. And it's a nice ending to the... What's his name? Scott Sanders. Why'd you say Stallings. Stallings, yeah. yeah Scott who? Scott. Scott Stallings. That's Scott me. Scott Jenny no, Stallings. No, it's not. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Okay, but I never liked you, Jenny. What do you mean? No, that Jenny. Me? No. It's all confusing. It's an airplane bit. It is. <laughs> I got you. Uh, but so there, so there you have it. So uh, uh, here's what we'll do. We got Doc Murphy on deck. So we'll head to break. Um, boy, we got a lot of things going on in, in the injury world. Kyler Murray had his knee surgery. I wonder if he'll be back for the start of the season. Mm, ACL surge. Mm. Uh, e caller number whatever. But be kind, be courteous, and be a winner right now to E at 641-1010 and tell them what they're going to win, my friend. Caller number whatever is going to get a $25 gift card to Woody's Barbecue. Mm -hmm. Mm, That's sweet and tasty. Sounds delicious. All right, we're back with more next. (laughs) All right, doctors, hours are in here. Dr. Kevin Murphy, Southeast Orthopedic Specialist. Nobody does it better. And, Doc, uh, the one that everybody's been talking about, obviously, is Damar Hamlin, the young kid for the Buffalo Bills from Pitt. Uh, as you watched it, you texted me immediately. Commotio cordis, is that how you say it? Correct. Which, again, I've, I've heard of it just because if you, have a, if you have a child who plays baseball, that was always a concern. If the kid was pitching, you know, you ta- and, and there have been stories, even in this area I know of, where ba- if, if, a, if there's a lacrosse ball, if something hits you, especially younger people, he's 24, in the chest at the right moment, is that what it is? Explain that, Doc. Well, I don't know that that's truly proven that it hits at the exact moment. Okay. But that's the theory. Okay. But it's basically, and there was a kid uh, at playing at Bowles Lacrosse mm-hmm. a number of years ago, same scenario, got hit in the chest with the ball, mm-hmm. and he did the same thing. And basically going to cardiac arrest, is that what happens? Well, or it's not? not cardiac arrest per uh-huh. se. It's uh-huh. the heart flutters. So okay. it's... it's it's beating irregularly, mm-hmm. so there's no rhythm to it. So mm-hmm. instead of pumping at a regular rhythm, where you, you know, when you feel a pulse, it's, yeah, it's right on on cycle. Mm-hmm. Now there's no cycle; it's just fluttering around, so it doesn't pump blood appropriately. So right. the blood pools; it doesn't get to your brain. Right. So you're there for a second, and like he was, he stands up. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, his brain isn't getting oxygenated, and boom, he's Oof. done. Yeah. And his heart's just quivering, and until you reestablish that heartbeat and re charge his heart it's not going to function tell me about the the protocol because it's a it was unbelievably yeah okay uh you run out there and what do they see this i mean well what are they seeing you know when you go out that's the worst nightmare right right? for the medical team so most time they go out it's a head injury they come out they stabilize the neck the guy's breathing He's he. Even but I mean, I guess my question is: When you run out term. there, can you tell immediately that he's? Well, here's your first. It's ABCs: airway, breathing, circulation. That's you know okay. that's taught you know. Okay. Med school stuff. That's okay. That's what you assess when you first go out. And most of the time, yeah, yeah right. you don't have okay. to do that because he's looking at you. He's talking to you. So right. obviously, airway's okay. He's breathing. He's circulating because he's talking to you. Right. 
if he's not talking to you, his his eyes are closed, he's unconscious, you need to go through that stepwise thing. Okay, and quickly. is his airway open? Is his tongue blocked? Did he right. swallow his tongue? Is there something blocking that? Is he breathing? Mm-hmm. Both nose. Um, and then is he circulating blood? So mm-hmm. you check his pulse. Okay, so if you don't have a pulse, you need to restore the pulse. You need to restore his breathing. So is that not CPR breathing, immediately? Yes. Then? Okay. Which I, I, I didn't see whether you couldn't see what happened right. precisely, but right. that is uh, get all his stuff out of the way so you can do. You can't do CPR with his shoulder pads on right. all stuff. So get rid of the helmet. There was you could see that on the jumbo screen. That was not a head injury, right? Okay. Right. So that should have been out of the equation. You don't need to put him on a spine board to stabilize his neck. You need to deal with the fact that this guy is not breathing and he's not circulating blood. Mm-hmm. So you do CPR. So you're doing chest compressions. You're breathing for him to maintain oxygenation to his brain right. until you can get this thing fixed. Right? Right. So at a point, if you don't have a pulse, you start CPR and you say, bring me the AED. So I can That's put the it on the defibrillator, okay. the automated... Uh, external defibrillator. Mm-hmm. So you you basically put the paddles on them, right. and that will tell you. It's mindless at that point. You turn the thing on, it'll read the rhythm and tell you if you need to shock them or not. Okay. So you don't even know how the thing works. You just plug it, you just turn it on, put it on his chest, and the, there's diagrams of where to put it. Do we know if they did tell that? you what to do. Yeah, the AEDs you said? They did. I think they did use it. I don't know the timing of that. Was it in the ambulance? or It had to be on the field then because he didn't go to the I hope it was on the field because – the timing between getting his heart restarted is critical is critical right? because yeah. the the amount of time that you don't have oxygen in your brain is where you end up where your brain dead. Right. So I hope that that's not the case. Right. But that's the concern at this point for me. Would we know? Like when Mike, that when Mike in, Leach, I heard that he went in the ambulance and came out of the ambulance. Yeah. To me, seemingly that's they they thought they had him good. They put him in the ambulance, put him on a monitor, and they, they said, hey. This guy doesn't. His heart's not beating right. Now they didn't resuscitate him twice, though. They did say that it's just one time. But well, what's resuscitate? I yeah, mean, that's a good question. They're too. doing CPR. They're resuscitating. Okay. Did Did he get him up to rhythm, and then his rhythm failed again? And they had to do CPR uh, again. I don't know that. Okay. That would be okay. We had to do CPR again. Yeah. I don't know that that occurred or didn't. Okay. If it did, that's a problem. When Mike Leach suffered his heart attack or whatever, you know, what ultimately you know killed him. I remember them coming out and saying. It's grave. He needs a miracle. I haven't heard that as much. I hear more that this young man is improving. Um, is it a good sign if he goes from 100% oxygen to 50% or does that not matter? No, no that's standard. I'm weaning him up a minute. Okay. You can't be on a ventilator on 100% oxygen for a long period of time or it burns your lungs up. Oh, okay. So then okay. You, you just can't do that okay. or you'll burn the guy's lungs up. So right. that's a standard. I'm weaning you off a so ventilator So do you think protocol. that at this point there's no way of, of knowing you don't the know the status of his, of his brain, brain at right. this point okay. until they get him off the ventilator, which they need to do. Because the longer you stay on the ventilator, the worse it is for your lungs situation. And if they're sedating him to keep it on or if he just isn't able to breathe on his own, those are bad problems. We've had this rash in the well, sport. Can I ask you one more question? Sure. The improvement, what, when I hear this, they say, oh, he's improving. Okay. He's on 50% oxygen. Yeah, that's, that's a meaningless true. thing. Okay, that's a what, standard protocol. What are the signs of improvement then? What so would, improvement would be as they wean him off, he's breathing on his own. So they take him okay. off the vent. They just have the tube in there and he's breathing on his own. Okay. That's a great sign. Okay. And then from there, they're going to assess what his heart status is. Is his mm-hmm. heart pumping well? Mm-hmm. Is he awake and talking to you? Is his brain functioning at that point? Okay. It, I don't know if there is a standard, like, um, you know, like chart of progress for a normal recovery like this. It, well, most is there a date that, that you need a, to look right? Like, you know, if he's still 
sedated and unconscious and being, you know, how long can that? Well, if he's on a ventilator for more than a week or so, they're going to be talking about putting in a, a tube, a permanent mm-hmm. tube in his throat. So, because uh, you, you just can't continue that. So there, yeah. there's a lot of things. Hopefully he's off the ventilator shortly and all this is great. And he, he wakes up and he's talking and gets back to all. Various ages and levels, but just so coincidentally or not, is lined up in the sports world. We've had three like high profile heart issues. Dan mentioned Mike Leach. We lost Uche Winari, just a 38 year old, um, you know, to a heart condition. Is there something that could these be prevented if they were checked? I mean, is there anything to look for or at? It, They're different ages, too. That's though. what it's I mean. 24, 38, 60, whatever. One, I think one. One. Well, there's a lot of variables they need to look at. You know, pro athletes, some of them have enlarged hearts because they're very muscular and very athletic. Um, but, you know, a, a guy like that, a defensive back, he's, he's a high-speed, high-twitch guy. His heart should be fine. Okay. So you wouldn't necessarily go, oh, come on and check his heart unless he, he was having some symptoms pre-injury. But did he have some issue with his heart that was ongoing that nobody knew about that predisposed him to that to be determined? You know, they can do all those checks. Gotcha. Anything else? I mean, we've been so single-mindedly focused on – Oh, uh, Kyler Murray had his ACL surgery yesterday. So we are in January. Uh, Talk to me about August, September. Talk to me about October. Uh, Yeah. And I Nine saw yes, is kind of the number of yeah. quarterback maybe a little quicker. Yeah, if he's but he's a running guy. Yeah. it's you know nine months is probably the best number. I saw yesterday that they said you know start of the season in jeopardy. So and that would yeah. mean August probably not performing yet, right? So we got all of December, right? Yeah, January, February, March, April, May, June, July. Is it from when he August. did it or when August it's repaired? No, from when it's repaired. Because it was repaired yesterday, which is January. So we don't count December then. NBA, so, yeah, yeah September. Be tough. Yeah. That'd be In, tough. It's, it's then, possible. It's to give you a, a possibility. Okay. But, you know, those guys are going to rehab every right, day. Right, But, you know, it's uh, it's a matter of getting the muscle and then, back and his appropriate, the feel of his knee in space to get him to play. And I wanted to ask him about Lamar Jackson, too, because, you know, they made it out like it wasn't a big deal. And obviously right. he's missed this. I don't even know if he's playing this weekend yet, Pross. I don't think he practiced yesterday. They haven't said. I don't I don't. So I, I, this guy has a knee sprain, but it's four weeks Five weeks, it's, you know. Sounds like he had meniscus surgery to me, Doc, but they would have to announce that, no, wouldn't they? But, but it's definitely like a grade. It would be a grade three. Yeah. Probably a complete tear of his MCL. Yeah. That needs to we'd be. We'd have heard about an ACL if it were that. Well, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so not saying that. But. MCLs, you're typically not operating on them, so, but you, you have to, if it's a complete tear, it mm-hmm. may take three months to heal. Right. Certainly six weeks. Or uh, just playing possible, but he may not play at all. Play. Again, yeah. one more reason to hope to see the Ravens here. In the first uh, yeah. round of the playoffs, if we get there, Jags are uh, just as an aside. The Jags are as healthy as they've been all year. Led the league in um, fewest IR. fewest guys on injured reserve this year, and they're mm-hmm. and and going into this game. I mean, there's although I wonder about Trevor's toe, the play because he never practices on Wednesdays now. Yeah, um, is does that just eventually heal on its own, or did you think he might need something done to it to fix it? And well. What, like, uh, obviously, it's bothering. He's moving good, though. He's yeah. running. He's been able to run and sprint. And... Yeah, I think if that were a problem, we'd know it. I don't, okay. I don't think that's an issue. I think they're just giving him a know, day. Giving him a day. The, okay. the NBA is chock full with some interesting injuries. I'm not going to get too much into them because the NBA is such a dog uh, league from the standpoint of resting guys and not playing them. Does it really matter if a star's hurt in the NBA anymore? They're going to take natural days off anyway. 
Uh, so Joel Embiid set out a game last night with foot soreness. The big guys always have the foot issues. Steph Curry's injured again. This is a shoulder. He's been out for a while, but he's hoping to return on their current uh, road trip. Uh, LeBron had the sniffles. He missed last night's game with illness. Yeah. Uh, I don't the like one- the snarkiness you said that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was making sure you're still with, her, uh, with me in there, my friend. Uh, and then finally, this one is worth mentioning because, you know, at some point, three weeks, hamstring strain. Zion Williamson. I mean. He's always hurt. Always hurt, dude. Him and what Something about New Orleans, by the way, because that was Anthony Davis's, you know, uh, plight when he was yeah, in, in yeah. New Orleans. But well, there you go. Zion, well, he missed, hamstring. he missed the whole year, and he played 85 games in his first two seasons. Wasn't it like meniscus with him, though? What was, was his foot. injury? It was foot the injury. foot. Yeah. Yeah. Remember the yeah. foot? Remember the they, big, had video, they had video of him, like, jumping over kegs yeah. and spinning and dunking, but he couldn't play? Yeah. I, I mean, well, I, that's when he was on his way back. Yeah. Well, yeah. anyway, out three weeks with a hamstring strain. and, and Three weeks is – Doc always tells me six weeks, I yeah. think, the hammies, Three weeks right? is quick. Yeah. yeah. Three weeks is quick. Uh, this dude, man. Because you want it to heal. Because if you don't yeah. let it heal, you're going to do it again. Yeah. And, and, look, I, It'll be a lingering problem. It says strain. Is that – just hard terminology. To yeah, it's hard amazing. to know, but they probably did an MRI, and it's not a complete tear, obviously. Right. He'd be out longer for sure. It, but, you know, any hamstring thing, it just takes forever. It's mm. amazing these basketball players aren't hurt more than they are. at The size they move and the way they move around, the way they have to maneuver through people. Oh, yeah. They're not pulling hip flexors and rolling ankles every other uh, time down the floor. All right, um, there he is, Doc Kevin Murphy, jacksportsdoc.com, um, and our own personal contributor each and every Thursday morning. Doc? Thank you, Doc. Thanks, Thank you, boys. Oh, yeah! We got one to go. One game left for all the marbles. 14-0 Georgia Bulldogs will be in that game. So will the TCU Horn Frogs. We bring in the Wake Forest Hall of Famer, Bull Star. He is a star. He had a cup of coffee with the New York football giants. Too big a star for that. His name is Riley Skinner. Some would say he owns Jacksonville, Florida. I, I think he does in more than one way. Someone say he lost to Clay High School back in 2004. Oh. Whoa. Whoa. Oh. What's he doing? I hear you. He's dropping Clay High on him? Is that what he's saying? Is that true? The only time, the only time Riley took an L. Riley, did you take an L to Clay? Did I take? I did not take an L my senior year, my friend. That yeah. might have been my junior year. Oh, okay, oh. okay my bad. Oh, 03. But it was an L. Oh, 03. <laughs> Dang. All right. It was an L nonetheless. Who did they have? Uh, who, Cliff Averill? Was that who it was? Yeah, Cliff was on that's, that. That's East Cousin. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, it's your cousin? Is? Yeah, that's my man. It's my right hand. Yeah. Hey, but, hey, that's Tell you what, man. That's neither he was, there. He was a heck of a player. Oh, yeah. At he was a levels. heck of a player. Yeah. All I remember, though, is lining up against him in basketball on the free throw line. <laughs> Somehow I got put next to him. <laughs> Let's just say there's a little bit of a size difference in between that duo mm. right there. <laughs> mm. oh, he was a beast. Riley, uh, I think the general consensus is, by the way, don't ever have a college football game in Los Angeles. What the heck is that? That's just dumb. They shouldn't uh, be out in L.A., man. I mean, first off, you're, you're inevitably going to have a team from the South in it. So you make that Agreed. difficult. Then they at SoFi they say no tailgating. I mean, that is college football. You knuckleheads, you can't say no tailgating out there. I mean, what is going on? College football is just a despicable 
greed-sucking sport. No, here's what it is. It's all, you know. <laughs> well, I wouldn't go that, here I wouldn't go that far, Dan. Here's what it is. It's classy, cultured L.A. Knows the Southerners are rolling into town. Probably don't Probably don't trust that we won't keep our, you know, Bush beer cans out of their parking lot. That's Jackasses. exactly right. They're going to be drinking. Uh, so listen to a story yeah, about a man. Right? That's what he thinks. Yeah. <laughs> they think we're rolling in and, you know, pick up. Here they so. come. The Beverly Hillbillies. LA, <laughs> LA shouldn't get a title. That's what they think. Yeah, don't kid yourself. They do. Uh, <laughs> what's up, Riles? What do you think? Much, I think guys. I think Georgia I, rolls. Georgia rolls, Riles. I think it's a pretty easy conversation. Here. I, th- I think Georgia rolls. I agree. But, I, you know, man. I, is this the most you've ever watched TCU? I'll say that. Other yeah, for than 100%. Like 16. Yeah. 100%. But, yeah. That gone, dude. They, God, they show up. They're gritty. And I, I wouldn't, I mean, I expected Georgia's defense to do a little, or uh, uh, Michigan's defense to do a little more damage than uh, give up a 51 spot to the Horn Frog. But Max doesn't stud. Yeah, he's a tough he, kid. He's fun to watch. I just here's my theory. Here's my theory, Roz. I want to hear your response to it. Okay, first off, Michigan should have beat TCU. They had the ball in the one and the two. They got no points and threw two pick sixes. That's twenty eight points. Okay, Agreed. so Michigan should have won that game. Michigan, Ohio State, and Georgia are at least all recruiting wise in the same world. Especially Ohio. Wasn't TCU like fifty something? Yes, this but what TCU did, which was smart, like nine of their starters on defense are in the from the portal. So they have older guys who came in and they've meshed and it's worked. But I think in this particular game, talent wins out and George is just way more talented than TCU. And I think over 60 minutes, it's hard. It's hard to beat. You're going to need a lot of what happened at Michigan to happen again, in my opinion, for TCU to have a chance. Yeah, I agree. And when you look back at the, at the season for TCU, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there are so many games they won by skin of their teeth. And, but there's some they blew out. But I, I agree. I, I mean, there's a lot of ways to skin a cat in terms of getting your team in a successful position to be competitive in the college football playoff. TCU has done that, like exactly like you just said. Transfer portal, different situations to get better players in there when the recruiting classes aren't at the top. Mm-hmm. But Georgia is just good. Yeah. I mean, they are, they are good. And I, I never thought... I just never thought Stetson Bennett would be the guy to to be putting up 50 wow. points a game. And was there a good. point in that game against Ohio State, though, Roz, where you were watching where you thought, because I did, and I on social media they did, man, maybe you ought to put Carson Beck in. I mean, he was no. really struggling a li- uh, uh, through that game for a while, and then, but when the crunch time came, he delivered. He delivered, but wh- I think C.J. Stroud made the himself a lot of money. Oh, he was great. He was. He was yeah, he looks like now it's almost like Colts. it's almost like they told him the the NFL said to him, "Look, we need to see more mobility. We need to see you throw yeah. on the run." And he said, "Okay, that's what I'll do then." <laughs> and he but did. man, his pocket presence was, oh, phenomenal. was terrific. I mean, the he way was terrific. He, the way he moved around in that pocket with his eyes downfield, delivered when he had to, and then took off when he had to. He he did everything he could. They. I mean, look. Jordan never led that game until what the last second when clock struck yeah. zero. And yeah. It was twenty twenty three. Uh, but that being said, I mean that's what that's what Kirby's created is just that winning culture and that that confidence 
when talent, you have that kind of confidence to, that you know you're going to win, I mean, well, it's, it's crazy. And it, the talent's pretty good. It yeah. is, but in Kirby's uh, – I'll give Kirby a tip of the cap on this one, too. I'm giving uh, – it's just it's painful for me. Uh, just sitting here I know it is. at this Georgia love fest, but – they're twenty eight and one the last two years, but the timeout that he called was a was a a season save. They say that came in fairness. Yeah. somebody else deserves I don't, the credit. Whoever that. that is, 100%. I want to know, I wanna know who, who he is, and yeah. I want to hire him. Hundred <laughs> percent. I wish you would come out and say, "Hey, X Y Z from from the top yeah. gave me this yeah. tip." Yeah. That would that be nice. The yeah. game changer because yeah. he knows he's getting all this credit everywhere. Yeah. He saw, yeah. Yeah. And then he goes in the meeting, and Billy Billy yeah. Smith from yeah. Valdosta, the Quality's, GA, yeah, is sitting there going, Coach, and go, dang, Coach, I told you to call that timeout. Yeah, fair. Come on. Uh-huh. i tell you what, though. It's college football not the best. I mean, that weekend delivered. Was great. Two great games. It, uh, it, was, it, was, it great. was so fun. When you get, when you get it on the, the field. Years, I feel like the last, I'll say what, three to four years, Despite a few blowouts, the college football playoffs has been awesome. Yeah, there have been some great games. Yeah. There's just, usually one blowout because the best sport. Well, there's always a blowout because we make the mistake, or the committee does, of, of, of bringing in these northern Midwest teams that can't play with the cream of the crop from the south. They can't play with Clemson or LSU or Georgia or Alabama. So we waste a spot every year on Notre Dame or Michigan State or Cincinnati or Michigan. You know, Ohio State's the only one that's proven that they have any justification trying to play with those big boys because the rest of them just embarrass themselves. Yeah, they just uh, throw Oklahoma in the mix. But I thought TC. I mean, you know, I don't know. I I, I felt like Michigan, Michigan lost to TCU, so. and enough said. You choking dogs. You had but it can there, just I mean, there are it can just said it. They're a good team. At what point do you have to give them credit? At the point where you don't get it in from the one twice and you give them two pick sixes, that point. Ref screwed them on the one. What if if in some crazy world, TCU comes out and shocks Georgia? I mean, at that point, do you give them credit? Yes. Yeah, you give them credit like you give Villanova credit for beating Georgetown. Yes, I get because him credit. and here's why because when they well, here's, what, here's man, why though Riley world to live in well it's a reality world from this standpoint right it, look TCU had to get the benefit of not winning their conference championship to get into the four which we happily gave them and then we saw Kansas State lose by a million to Alabama the team that beat them for that title the team that they barely beat in the regular season to get there. We also do it with the knowledge that Oklahoma's been a big boy in college football from that same conference, and five times they've been to the playoffs, and five times they've gone home without a single win. So there is, there are some, I think there's some there's some fire to the smoke that TCU is in way over their head. Maybe, Jeff, but we're holding them to such a high caliber. The only way you can get respect is to win a national championship. I mean, no. that's... No. That is tough. No. Like, let, let me no, no, take, no. take the Gators, for example. Like, Why? they're not even close. Who cares? Just, I, I mean, that has nothing to do with no, anything. Know, but, that was a no, shot. Know, yeah, there's nothing to why do was with that, anything. Why would you, why'd you go there? That I, was a I, shot. I'm giving I'm them respect. I'm because ta- you are much quicker <laughs> to give them credit of being one of the big boys just because they're brand. No, it's not the brand. Their product does not yeah. show you're better than this. This is the Wake Forest in you. You're speaking Wake Forest is the TCU perspective. Brand no. is built, Riley, not on having a good 13 in one year. If it was, hey. Rutgers would have a brand. In West Virginia, they would all have brand. No, it comes from being a part of the relevant conversation over years and, and decades and even longer than that. That's how the brands are. On the uh, text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures, an ex-Army Ranger analyst who covers special teams that caught it read it on their, read it on their message board. Yeah. So maybe. Uh, maybe yeah. that guy. Whatever. He's oh, Yeah. 
It says it's a, he's an ex-Army Ranger analyst who covers special teams huh. for Georgia. Oh. And he's the one who screamed about it, and the, he said they, that's what they read on the message boards at Georgia. So, I mean, you know, whoever it was, great for them. Maybe, maybe he got an extra Jelly of the Month club. Yeah. Just, uh, yeah. From- Curbs, curbs, send him something there, buddy. You just saved your season. But I would say this. No, tremendous. The best season. Well, not the best season ever. They won a national title in the 50s. But, yeah, TCU, job incredibly well done. Yeah, no no disrespect at all. I'm talking in the framework of are they going to beat Georgia? No. They have no No, chance. It won't be close. Oh. Yeah. Oh. None. Zip. Zilch. I I, I do think they'll put up some points. Yeah, I do, too. I do, too. I mean, if if Ohio State can put up that amount of points on – yeah, on Georgia. I, mean, I have I think, a theory. I have a theory about why Georgia's uh, defense is starting to struggle a little bit. No Trayvon. No, <laughs> must champ. <laughs> He's got a bigger role. <laughs> well, well, yeah, here's here's the difference, the though. Coach Boom. I, I, and end the season I think, with a must champ. I think, <laughs> I think we all agree that that Georgia is significantly better than Michigan, right? And the difference in the games and why, yes, they beat Michigan, and yes, they're thirteen and one. Why it won't be close is because when Georgia's at the one, guess what? Get ready to feel yeah, the kickoff. Right, I agree. they're, they're going to not going to give you two defensive scores. They're not going to get a punt ball. They're not going to do those things. So the score will be fifty-two to twenty. I tend to think that. Yeah, is how I it's think most. Be. Of, I think most of the world thinks it's going to yeah. be like that. So um, we can root for craziness, right, and an upset. We and can. Might, we can it, root for a good game. Yeah, it yeah. might happen. And look, it may be well. Game. I could be wrong. Sometimes those teams are destiny kissed all year long. It's harder than football, maybe than some of the other sports, but. Yeah, it could certainly happen, but man, it's hard to find. It's hard to find a path for me and TCU and all the bullets that they dodged over the course of the year to be yep. where they are. You know, they have a great, great team. It was a great, great season, but boy, I don't think it's you know SEC level national title contender great. Well, and then do you? What do you think? This is the only thing that bothered me, and I I respect everything Kirby has done, and I love what this team looks like and has been when he gave the old. Uh, we haven't got the uh, respect. Yeah, that was Don't weak. Yeah, what are you talking about? Like, Shut up. Talking about? I mean, are you kidding me? But number one all year. Yeah, I mean, yeah. are you? Uh, what world are you living in, bro? Yeah, yeah. yeah that was dumb. Thank yeah. you for pointing. Hey, Riles, what is uh, – uh, uh, give us the insight on uh, your boy Hartman. Why is he going to Notre Dame? And when was that deal consummated? Like a month ago? I, you know, that <laughs> – yeah, that's by the way, God. that's what I talk about when I talk about it. And I'm not blasting Hartman. I'm not blasting any kid. When we get on the field, I love college football. But all this junk around it makes me sick. That's all I was saying earlier. But anyway, I'm a, what do you I'm know? I'm 100% with you. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. No one would really. I've been asking my guys up there. Yeah. And everyone's playing the, you know, politic answer. Yeah. But, I, you know, I, I don't blame the kid. Like you said, he is. I did an interview last week on it, and, and I you know, I spoke open. I was like, look, I would have, you know what, I would have been loyal to Wake Forest. But that being said, the guy's been there for six years. He has given everything sure. you could possibly imagine to the university. The university's gotten everything they could have possibly imagined out of him. I just wish he didn't go to a school where Wake was going to play him next year. Oh, they play Notre Dame? Yeah. Oh, geez. <laughs> yeah. And you've already got all these, you know, a lot of the fan base that's been blasting him for it, and I hate that because the guy has been nothing but yeah, that's not spectacular cool. for the I mean, universe. Listen, if he's getting a, if he's getting a half a million bucks, Wake Forest, yeah. maybe if Wake Forest said, "Hey, we'll give you a million, you know, I mean, it's a free. That's that's. I still I, don't think that would have been it. It was a, it was an economic decision, and for 
I think his draft stock and his opportunity to play in the NFL okay. and 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 a somewhat gimmicky. I say gimmicky. That's the wrong word. But right. a unique offense. The slow mesh. Throw stuff. it yeah. sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like the Texas Tech feel where yeah, you gotta. I think a lot of the NFL scouts would want to see him play in a different offense and see if his size and stature and his arm strength can translate if you get to a different kind of more pro style offense in in the NFL. And if you can make more money in one year than you would if you went late round or undrafted and made five hundred grand as a, you know, league minimum mm-hmm. or you can make, you know, seven I don't know what the numbers are, seven fifty, a million bucks in right. NIL. Right play on the big stage and prove yourself next thing you know your your sixth round goes to a third or second round and that's a big big economic difference in your nfl career so i totally get it i just wish it wasn't to a team who played six acc games and one of those is going to be his alma mater but yeah. it's what it is i got one more question to ask you about quarterbacks overall and just your general your general thought on quarterbacks and, and, and follow along for me uh, just a second, but I'm, I'm wondering if we're starting to trend back a little bit to, or maybe it hasn't gotten there, but maybe we will, and maybe I'm just trying to be ahead of the game, but I'm wondering if we're trending back to ultimately the quarterbacks got to be able to throw the football extremely well at the highest levels to be successful. I'll tell you what I mean. I'm watching Justin Fields, who's run for 1,100 yards, but He's got, great running back, but gotten the holy hell beaten out of him this year. Yep. He's not playing in the last game. He toughed it out. He's missed some time. He's ultimately going to have to be a thrower and not a runner. The running helps. Lamar Jackson. I think we've seen the best of Lamar. I think yep. that it over five years in the NFL, man, it takes its toll. Uh, Jalen Hurts shoulder sprain again. I. It, it, I think it's important for one of the running quarterbacks to to win a Super Bowl because the Super Bowl champions are Stafford and Brady and Mahomes and Manning and uh, you know Russell Wilson who is well, don't hold your breath, friend. What on the running quarterback winning the Super Bowl? You don't think it's happening? Only if it's a spe- only if they have the number one rush offense in the league and the number one defense in the league. Because but what we've seen We've is, talked about it. You're going to have close games in the fourth quarter, and mm-hmm. if you can't pass, you ain't winning. Right. And so I'm so, just curious, are, are, are we making a turn, like, as we start to look back? But then again, you know, um, Anthony Richardson Josh. is going to be a first-round draft pick in the NFL. Yeah. But they and, see Josh Allen not— But they see the arm, too, and the yeah. release. And, and he's the, also big. Oh, yeah, the size. Yeah, yeah, run, but yeah. that is secondary to right. his— insane arm talent mm-hmm. i 100 percent agree it's it's a fine line of when you say dual threat yeah like patrick mahomes can run dual, josh allen more dual yeah. threat as a runner and yeah. not a passer it's a totally right. different ball game right then i think josh allen leads russell the bills wilson, in rushing really he does yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. i think you look at russell wilson and his prime and yeah. patrick mahomes still right. Right, they run when they have to. When they have they're, to, they're, but they're a great throwers. But, they're, but we think of them as throwers. Yeah, and even Allen now. Yeah, that wasn't the thought when he first got in yeah. there. And I think that the thought with Richardson is that's what he becomes, and he has. And I just feel like we the, haven't quite seen now. Again, Fields and Hurts are young guys, so you got to give them time to develop. But I always worry when they run that much, how much of it is going to get beat out because the NFL is so physical, man. Golly, it's I just don't. It, it's, yeah. I think Jeff's spot on when you say you gotta have a good defense if that's gonna be your mantra. Mm-hmm. Like you've 
you've got to be able to manage the game and the clock. And when it's just scary when you get down and you got to come back in the fourth quarter, the ones that can do it are the guys that can sling it around from the pocket easily. Yep. And I don't, I don't think the NFL was ever trending to a Justin Fields type, type, I don't know. Type, Bears, in my opinion, it's not trending to a run it 13, 18 times a game and be the leading rusher, and that's going to be the answer. I think Chicago just ended up, figured out, like, okay, he can run. We ain't got much else going for us. We're just going to lean on this as much as we can and see if it works, but it's obviously not, not working. I mean, I, I think you're going to – the perfect example, Robert Griffin, right? Right. I mean, Robert Griffin third was a monster in yeah. the NFL until that knee injury. Really? And after that, he had to become more of a passer and game over. I mean, he, well, he left, what, another year or two, and then he was done? Yeah, well, when he got – yeah, the injury uh, destroyed his, his future for sure. And, and look, in, in all fairness now, the, the Bears didn't draft Justin Fields for him to be a 1,300-yard rusher. No. They, they trust right. that he can be a pocket passer. Correct. Maybe and, with and more maybe weapons. Maybe he will. But at the end of the day, mm-hmm. it's alarming. Do the Ravens have real good receivers? No. Bear-esque? Yeah. Lamar Jackson has played three fewer games, has the exact same number of passing yards as Justin Fields. Yeah. Justin Fields has the same number of passing yards as Marcus Mariota, who hadn't played in a month. Yeah. Justin Fields has the same number of passing yards. Has No, I'm sorry. Justin Fields has hundreds of yards less of passing than Kyler Murray and Jimmy Garoppolo and Ryan Tannehill right. and Jacoby Brissett. Mm-hmm. You, you, I get you. I don't think the Bears receivers are as bad as they're excusing Justin Fields' mm-hmm. lack of passing production. By the way, Riles, on the text line, somebody said, uh, hey, Skinner, don't forget Mahomes went to Texas Tech. <laughs> he did. That one worked out. Yeah. That, that one worked, worked out okay. <laughs> yeah. He, he was able to prove himself. He yeah. was able to prove himself. But it's, no, you're, uh, it's an interesting conversation. It is. At the end of the day, it is, it's not just run or pass. It is a combination of like five different major skill sets that you have as a quarterback Mm -hmm. and which one of those are more prevalent in your game. Like if you can run a little bit, that's great. You got a rocket arm. If you get, you're good between the ears and you can move around in the pocket and you can run a little bit. That's the best combination. And if you have size, Justin, you know, like Josh Allen, then you hit a home run and they're, it's just trying to find that, trying to find that balance. And that's where the one person I, and I love him, but like, Trying to figure out where Mac Jones fits in and all this thing because he um, he also uh, like yeah can't you know can't really kind of has like the Tom Brady game. I don't know if the arm is Mac there Jones yet. is going to be playing the clipboard game here for about ten years, Riley. Before we know it, I think. Which look, if yeah, that's how it's right, up, which is good for him. Correct. But I, I, I just be a starting quarterback. It's just it's finding. Like, what's his sweet spot and how that offense should be designed around him? Yeah. And, um, you know, it's up to the coordinators to figure that yeah, out. But I, there's some been some arm issues. You watch enough Mac Jones, and there's some arm issues. I mean, there are. I just, you know, I and and. But he's got it between the ears. He does. He, can get, yeah. he doesn't have some he doesn't for him. He has crazy talent yeah. around him. Yeah. Um, so, it's you know, it's again, it's all the teams are, are made up of, of different DNA, and you just got to get in the right system that fits that fits quarterback and. Let's end. Let's bookmark it with this, or bookend it with this. We got us. We got a freaking quarterback in Jacksonville, baby, and he is the he's the perfect combo, in my opinion. The guy runs when he has to, elite arm, and I'm so stoked for Saturday night. Oh man, you're not kidding. What, what, oh, what a develop! It seems like Trevor's here to stay, right? Heck yeah. Got to be patient. Got to be patient. Oh, it's gonna be awesome. 
All right, man. Um, as always, it's been a successful year. Brought to you by our friends at Catlin Truck Accessories. Trust you had a well, wonderful holiday, uh, Riley, and uh, looking forward to teeing it up again already next year. Let's do it, baby. I just want to thank uh, Mr. Keith Catlin and the Catlin Truck Accessories for uh, for this year. Attaboy. It's been awesome. Good. Always enjoy the uh, conversation, gentlemen, and we'll see you in the offseason. Thank you very much, Riles. That's great. All right, there he goes. That's uh, the Riley Report. Um, uh, as always, on the Fair and Fair phone lines, brought to you by our friends at uh, Catlin Truck Accessories. we got Cat Chat next, and we'll update the uh, Friday debacle pack as best we can. It's Custom Tree Surgeons Thursday. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Man, food tastes better. People look better. Until you came in, I was in a great mood. You are a reminder of my failings as a man. There's just something about this time of year right now and just everything. You walk outside, the sun looks like it's brighter. It's I mean, just... if you want a symbol of my year, look at the USC Tulane game. Oh, I mean, that is a word. kick in the nuts like you can't imagine. That was uh, that was tough to watch. Your your picks last week were, were tough. I mean, I'm right. Tough, I mean, I got losses. the Dolphins getting a junk tough. touchdown at oh. the end. I mean, I just that happened to me all year. I mean, I just it is what it is. All, I had my stretch all, about three weeks ago, buddy. All, I feel your pain. I had two weeks in a row where I lost every game in literally the last thirty. Seconds. I just those I, are the worst. Those I, the bad I, beats have have, have bounced around. But I've man, accepted my week, fate. When it was I'm down to try the end, one more time. I've accepted over. my fate. I'm it's down over. two games. What two are we going to do about the uh, your game? Whatever y'all want me to do, or it's up to y'all. Will you take an L? No, no, I'm no. not taking it. No, 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 because no, they no. were behind. No, no, it's no. either Vegas, Vegas, Vegas treats just, it as a push. Yeah, it's just a wipe yeah. off. Vegas, every you, ticket, you had every, said whatever I, you want me to do, so you, I would like you oh, to take no, it no. out. I meant if you wanted me to pick six one week instead of five. Well, there's only one week left. Not, but my point being, if yeah. you wanted me to pay si- to pick six rather than I'd five, I'd say that's fine. That'll even if it. If that's up. what you want, I'm I'm fine leaving it as a push. Or if you if you think you it helps you to do, I'll do it the other way. Whatever. I don't care. It wasn't a game. I don't care either. I would prefer just to pick five games and move along. No, but mm-hmm. if you think that's unfair or something. I don't necessarily think it's unfair. I don't either. I'm just asking bit, what's the. I, I, I would treat it, to be honest with you, like, like you Vegas. bet the game. I would and, treat it like Vegas. And these, that's are, a, these are bets that Vegas, yeah. everybody who Get betted. Get your money back. Yeah. Everybody who had a ticket on that game yeah, just, just got a push. push. Yeah. yeah, there's no. Okay. So I think it. So we go five and five. I again. still, I, I'm just from the game. Forget everything that happened. Yeah, but I yeah. still like the Bills to win that game. I would have rather they play the game from the five. What if. What if. I get with it. Uh, I tie up Jeff, and then the NFL decides that they're going to play that game and the oh NFC game. Well, that's why and you then push the AFC. That's why back. you don't do it that, because that game would go back into play for us. Yeah. Okay. I'm just asking. So that happens that if they do ha- play yeah, that game. If we that were game tied, goes into yeah, play. it would come down. Okay. I, don't you think? Yeah. Well, that I'm would fine end up that. being the tiebreaker if you're tied. Yeah. If they replay that game, but are they? They're not doing that. No, but I saw but somebody suggest do, yesterday. How? Well, here's how you that's would do what it. I don't. Here's how you do it. Next weekend, you do NFC playoffs and only Bills, uh, Bengals, okay. and then the following week the AFC is a week behind, so they wouldn't get the two weeks at the Super Bowl. But that would be a way to do it. Oh, you're saying the NFL is going to move the schedule to take out? You well, push the I, AFC back. I do back think this. Okay, and again, this is not. This I is, don't think that's going to happen. Well, by the way, is, I, I just, I'm I just so saw sure that as an idea. I'm not so sure from this standpoint. Again, with all due deference and priority, absolutely to course, the, to the guys that's hurt this game. It wouldn't matter if it, it's the very top of the AFC standings. 
Oh, right. Yeah. It's the very, I mean, it's, it's, it's who, affecting it's who gets division home winners, throughout. Oh, home field throughout the yeah. playoffs. Now, look, if for the Bills, it does not worth it, their priorities are elsewhere, that's fine, too. Also fine. But if they feel like, hey, man, we need to do what we do to replace it, that, too, is. Yeah. We read yesterday how how uh, the coaches were so great in the situation, how McDermott said, I got to go. I feel like I need to go to the hospital with him. Yeah. And, and Zach, uh, uh, Zach Taylor said, absolutely. And, I mean, it was handled beautifully. Again, as, as you know, all the. All the uh, because of the stakes, though, I think it'll be considered that like that's a a really bold move if they do that. You're pushing back playoffs. Oh, yeah. You're eliminating I an I off think, week. I think they're going to just. I, I think I don't I, know. I think I, they're, I think they're going to go by winning percentage. Yeah, I, I, I think, think they're, they're going to finish the season. Probably and they're will. just going to do the mathematical yeah. winning percentage. And, 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 say, and it's it is there you go. from for the football franchise. It's a double whammy. Yeah, because you lived through the trauma of losing your brother, and yeah. you lose home field advantage that was yours. Yeah, you got. They go led to, it. You probably got to yeah. go to Arrowhead. You led the home field advantage. You weren't yeah. in a tie, needing anything. No. If you win your games, you're the you're the. Yeah. And and coming into that snow barn. Oh, oh then, yeah. Yeah. Damn. And no, you may I, have to go. <clears throat> there's a situation where you could have to go maybe to Cincinnati and Arrowhead. I mean, who right, knows? Right. So anyway, but it is what it is, and 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 that's fine. Um, we were talking about the five pack though, and in the five pack situation, uh, uh, Jeff has a four game, yeah. So lead so on me, right? The, so basically, with a push on that game, it, it so comes, I got to go five and zero, oh, which I haven't done all no, year. You have to go five and zero. Oh. Well, you're, you're at minus eight. He's at minus four. Yeah. So two games. I mean, if you go, you go three and two. He goes two and three. There's a tie. Oh yeah, I see what you're saying. Or no, no, I'm no, sorry. no, I'm no. Sorry. It's the other way around. Four and one, four, one, four. one and four. Yeah. Four, well, no, that no, then no. you then you then easily you win. win. Four and one, two and three. Four and yeah, one, two, four and two and three. three. Yeah, yeah, four and one, two and three. Yeah, there you go. Is, so I just need Dan to avoid a five and zero oh and just hope I don't tank again. Yeah. Which I do. And I do. Yeah, but if you you go one and four. The one and, thing about this thing pushing is it it like the tie wasn't all that much in play. Mm-hmm. It yeah. needed a push. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now the tie does come into play, yeah. and Dan and I have decided since it's our show and our livelihood that a tie means there is no loser. Oh wow! Well, we'll let the listeners we'll let the listeners hit on the text line with that. How, how about this? If what they, is the how about, how about this? How about this? And again, I'm just throwing it out there. Okay, this is not something I want to do. Here. No, it's something I remember from last year as being one of your options. That is one of those that could be a two man torment and equally as effective. And if we do end up tying for last, we double polar bear plunge. Forget the wheel. Forget. I mean that that was on Double the wheel. Pull. Like in 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 I, ice next we'll week. Get, we'll get you a call out front. Us? No, we'll no, no. We front. go to the Dagum Ocean. Yeah, but that's not. Polar. That was that's his thing, though. That was that, well, that was one no, of his, the, well, the, one of his penalties. It I'm was written about. in that it had to be below forty. Didn't no, he it? could call. It was when, at your call. Yeah, you like, call yeah, the day. That was the cold plunge. You yeah yeah. You call it. Just wait till it's a cold day. Well, by the way, the ocean temp right now is about fifty. So no, it's not. No, it's not. Somebody call it's it's in the mid sixties. Mid sixties. The ocean? I'll bet you. Oh, I don't know about that. I'll bet you I'll All bet right. you it's it's low sixties yeah, well, to mid sixties right now. So whatever. Average annual water temperature I don't care. on the coast is seventy one degrees by the seasons in winter fifty nine. A water temp in Jacksonville Atlantic Ocean right now is sixty one. Thank you. Uh, so closer, I'm saying I'm closer saying, to 50s, 60, <laughs> mid 60s. I said mid 60. Uh, close, uh, wait, is 61 closer to 50 or mid 60s? 61 ain't mid 60s. Is it closer 50s. to mid 60s? That's closer to 50s, bro. Wait, 61 is closer to 50? It's not mid. No. 59, 59. It is whatever. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We'll uh, figure it out. Oh, so that's no. fine. I'm fine. Hey, with hey, it. I like hey, that you want. By the way, by the way, today, today, right now, Jack's Beach, Pier C, Tim, 59 degrees. 
flipping finger. <laughs> Boom. So That's freezing cold if you get in that water is Molly. We can just do a wheel. Well, let's do well, a double. How about this? If, if we you guys tie, tie an, we double we a punishment. Bucket, we do a bucket out here with ice in it, and you what both I, have to get in for like two minutes. Whatever. We dub, but we'll double punish. I'm fine with that. We'll find something that we both have to do. <sighs> yeah. I mean, it's like my best case scenario. Right. I'm really excited. No, <laughs> if you think, listen, if you think coming off about four and 11 the last three weeks, if you think that I have a we, shred of confidence that I get a game right, can we talk wrong. about the Jags or something. So, fun. what am I up then? So, I, I feel, what are we? You're four so, games up. He's minus eight. Two games up. You, he's it's minus two eight. games. You're yes. minus four. Yeah. And I'm plus seven. Now you're you're out. out. You almost make me pull for the Titans, but not, not. Quite strong enough. Brutal. I've, I got to dodge one <laughs> more get, wheel bet. We get a week. damn wild You really card. should be. I, honest to God, because you so readily accept what I'm about to give, I hate to say it, but you should really be hailed as a hero for what you did. <laughs> I took one for the team. Although when he said team. it, let's be honest, it was a big front runner move at the time. When I said it, I was one, one, right? And then they, they the just next, beat the Chargers. Yeah. They were two the and next, one. The next week, I, I was like, oh, it's okay. Then the, then the second <laughs> loss, I was like, ah, it's okay. Then yeah. the third loss, fourth, fifth uh, yeah. loss in a row. Is Three when I think seven. I sent you guys. Guys, go ahead and start yeah. picking yeah. wheel bets. We yeah. almost, he almost went ahead and spun. Remember? Yeah, you were, you were gonna, you tried to get me to do it. He tried to, you want to just spin? <laughs> oh, now? Offered it up. He offered it up. You want to get it out of the way? And I was like, no, no, no. That was savvy. on my part. If you remember. Uh, before the Ravens and, and Chiefs games, yeah, I said we're still making the playoffs, and you're like, how? And I was like, we don't even need these next two. Mm-hmm. We got the Ravens, mm-hmm. and then we won. That's you know, why. The maybe that's why you shouldn't have ever backed off the Aaron Rodgers, Shailene Woodley. Maybe they'll still get back together and get married. That's true. That's mm-hmm. true. Already, now, already lost that one. Here's here's what here's what I th- <laughs> think about what the things that we've bet on. The Jags years. don't. Here's the very first bet was Game Four of. <laughs> The Utah Jazz and the Denver Nuggets are somebody, or Oklahoma City. And the, I, I swore Utah will win a game in the series. Dad's like, they're getting swept. And he lost on a Utah Jazz. Yeah. That was the very first Jeez, one. That was the first board, dime bet board. Because we were dying to get the board in play. We were so yeah. happy with ourselves for coming up with the, with the yeah. wheel. Uh, but the original $1,000 bet yeah. was David Wright versus, versus Kelly, Johnson. Kelly Johnson. That was a huge Most loss. home runs yeah. in career. <laughs> and then... But there are some of the bets like that we just go on these tangents like like one was uh, Julian Edelman most career no, playoff. No, no, no. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Reception. Yeah, you guys not one. logged these? You guys should have logged we should've. all these. We should have. It, it, here's some the problem. So good, it devolved so into so Like the wheel was supposed to define you better really be sure. And it devolved into still making two a month. Over stupid things. Yeah, and then it got to, out of control. Yeah. Then That's there's a, like, I got six payoffs left. Zoom, yeah. zoom, zoom. We had, yeah, we had, we, we had a wheel at the at the penthouse uh, for years. Yeah, you it, had it was, the wheel. It, it devolved into a pay, ping pong games yeah. and yeah. golden tea matches yeah. and yeah. No, but what, this is going to be. So you guys have agreed that if you tie, mm-hmm. you're both going to do bucket plunge out here. Bucket. We'll do. We'll I'll, set it up we'll get here. a big horse trough. Yeah. Fill it with water and ice. You're good at this stuff. You got to do a couple minutes each, right? Okay. Got to do two minutes each. Maybe together. Should we do together? If you guys tie, I don't. Whatever you want to do, because you can last the longest. And here's <laughs> and, and the here's loser that has to spin. <laughs> if you got, you know what's gonna happen is you guys are gonna it's a tie. play in the game. Uh, for the text line, it's not my lifetime at closure. We can go to penalty kicks. I get oh. goal versus him, and him versus yes. me. Yes, oh. yes, that would be good. Yes, PKs. That'll be fun. We'll go to a local field PKs, yeah. and that's how we settle the wheel. Yes, yes. I like that better than That'd a pie. I do too. That's fine. Uh, that's fine. I like that for a we'll time. We'll do breaker. PKs. That's fun. And by the way, you, he also didn't you choose penalty kick in the in the no? If I you cho- had to do one, no, I chose putt. extra point. I chose the putt. Oh, you chose oh no, the, the kick, the kick, the kick. Yeah, field yeah. goal. All right. I was goal. just saying, if the Jags, 
That you might be tie, good. You guys tie. Jags don't make the playoffs. We're all sitting in that ice tub. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fair, too. Uh, by the way, the and the ocean temp on Monday, E.T., I don't want to say anything, but the Googans are backing me up. 56 on Monday. <laughs> it's on, cold. It'll be 56 on, on Monday. No, no, it was 56 this past Monday. I did, did, I, miss, be, did I, I miss hear him say it was 50 degrees? I thought he said it was no, 50 No, you're right. Degrees. I did say 50. But I, I said 50. That's, that's, that's why, why I, you have to factor in the typical sliding scale of radio embellishment. That just means it's cold. It's never, let the facts, sliding scale. Yeah. never let facts get in the way of a good 100%. story. 100%. And always, uh, you know, never refuse to not change your mind, Cat, uh... Last thought on the Jags, uh, excitement, the the thrill. The, so you you know what? And, and do you I, do would you would you would you put the suit on one more time for this Saturday night? Would you love that? <laughs> How much would you love that? Huh? That'd be a uh, fun night, wouldn't it? You'd have a great stunt at the start. Do you have an archive suit? No, you don't own one. No. They don't let you do that. I That's kept some shoes and jerseys. You'd get and in trouble. Like you do something for sure with a sign or something for the Titans. Oh, I would. There would be a Probably lot. Pour some mayonnaise on like this one is, of the players or something. The, the thing that's so to answer your question, yeah. If I could do the game the way I wanted to, yeah, yeah, it'd be yeah. a blast. Yeah, but you're but not the way like, the NFL yeah. is yeah. now and the way that building is and uh, how also, risk averse people are, you can't do the risky also, stuff. Also, also, real quick, just a a, a, a thirty second thought on Major Tutty. Major, <laughs> have you seen Major Tutty? No, you haven't seen Major Tutty. No, oh, the newest mascot got, in the NFL. You got to show a Major Tutty. Major Tutty. You haven't seen Major Tutty? Who the heck? This is the uh, Commanders' new. <laughs> oh come on! Oh yeah, here we go, Major Tutty. Are you kidding me? A beat, a beat, a beat. There he oh, is. Oh my! Yeah, there's Major Tutty what right there. The... That's the... They unveiled him last weekend, bro. They went with a hog. Okay, uh, pig face. All right, they yeah. went with pig face. Pig yeah. Face. That's who they got right there. So, there he is. so we can call him Pig Vomit. Major, no, he's Major Tutty. Major Tutty. Yeah. Which, wow. There he is. All bursting right. out. They're trying to. They're trying to go back to. The, yeah. It's funny. They're trying to go back to something in the past, but they. You know, yeah. They the blew, They messed it up again. Typical Washington franchise, but that. Uh, yeah, yeah, Major that's horrible. Tutty. He's I more of a pig than a hog. I too. wouldn't want to wear that suit. No. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Shark Coatings. Uh, yeah, man. Friday Five Pack, last one of the year tomorrow. Do or die. You can just pick whatever you want. It's beautiful. You I don't uh, have to do any homework. I just think, say, I'll take this one. I think, well, you know I'm going to take the Jags. Yeah. Uh, but I think, uh, yeah, first place, I think I was supposed to get, I, I think I get like a, 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 gift a Virginia Tech shirt or something. Yeah, yeah. gift certificate. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, that's also good. <laughs> yeah, man, get your get your estimates, folks. Shark coatings. There you go. I love it. All right. Have a good week, and uh, we're back with more next. All right, heading towards the 9 o'clock hour. Welcome back to the uh, program. Big day Saturday night. Ooh, I can't wait. By the way, the Icemen moved their game to 1 o'clock. Smart. Smart. I was talking to somebody. Who was I talking to? I told them they were going to move the game, and I, I felt like they would move. Oh, a guy at work at the, at the TV station. My buddy Zach. Because he has tickets for the Icemen. I said, they're going to move the time of the game. You'll see, because it's, yeah place is going to be crowded down there. You know what's crazy, though, Dan? What's happening? Uh, a lot of people ain't going to make it to the game. <laughs> well, that's a good point. I uh, I put out a tweet out there. It's like a 1 o'clock. Like, they're opening up the gates for the t- yeah. at 1 o'clock. Yeah. So I'm like, I that's, put out. A- <laughs> that's seven hours. <laughs> yo, I put out a tweet like, yo, so where's the live tailgates going to be at? And I'm getting all these different tailgates. And I'm going to all of them. Uh-huh. I'm going to every last one of them. I'm okay. going to pace myself. Okay. But there's going to be a lot of people. They're not going to Now, when you it. show up at tailgates, I'm sure they offer you food and drink. And Absolutely. drink especially. How much do you imbibe? 
Drink and eat responsibly, my friend. You do responsibly. This, this is one that I want to be. I want. You have. Have you procured travel? Uh, uh, travel between the tailgates. I did actually. I thought I saw you put out a picture. Yeah. Is it a bicycle? Or what is it? It's, a scooter. It's a motorized bike. I was going to tell you, just get one of them scoots, and those are fun. We did that in Nashville. Huh? I had a hell of a time, man. Well, about ten of us, uh, zip, zipping around downtown Nashville on scooters. Those are fun. Now <sighs> it won't be fun one, you know. One of us crashed, but right. on that particular day we didn't, and it was a blast, man. We were having the best time just zipping in and out uh, down the streets. And, yeah, I, yeah. Got, I procured a, a motorized bike. Oh, oh you're going to be in good, you're gonna the, be in good shape. The way to go. uh-huh. You're going to be in good shape for that then. So you uh, can you guarantee me that you'll make it to the game? Oh, 100%. Okay, so you're, you're, I'll be but, in there but for kickoff. Is there any, like, when you by the time you get to, like, the sixth or seventh tailgate and you've done your hen, I will. hen I, shots. I will. I, I will. Yeah, you know, d- does that start to take effect on you a little bit? When do you get a little wobbly? Like, how many hen shots does it take to knock E down? I'm a veteran at this. Okay. Yeah, and I actually, I put the hen down, man. I, I tried something else, some okay. revente. Well, but but my point is, when you go to uh-huh. different tailgates, they're going to offer you different concoctions. Absolutely. Oh, it's all. And when every- you start mixing, Jagerbomb, Jagerbomb, yeah, yeah. fireball, yeah, all of that, you can get into trouble a little bit it when you can. mix them. I'll be smart about it. Okay, a little right. brackish here and there. Okay, yeah, I'll be all smart right. about it. All right, I was just checking, but yeah, that'll be funny. You'll be bopping around down there. It's uh, yeah, one o'clock is too early. Do not go at one <laughs> o'clock, peeps, if you want to see the game and remember it. Otherwise, you'll be voting in the in the one to one financial poll saying I don't remember what happened. <laughs> Because it, one o'clock is too early, you get, you can get down there at you know three or four, right, and have a wonderful time. And by the way, it's going to be a nice chilly day, a little football in the air type day. What about so, that traffic, it's going to be like Cowboys traffic. Yeah, I'm going to go down there early. <sighs> Here's the deal on the traffic. Uh-huh. And I've talked, I've talked, I've talked a lot about the traffic. Right, this right. Year. Like oh, me and Marcel, yep. yeah, me and Marcel, we always go together for work for television purposes, and. We meet at the TV station, which is over by UNF. Right. We take the Harpridge Expressway, and and there was only two games this year where we hit traffic. Usually, and by the way, we do a TV show at eleven thirty. I like to we like to leave by ten forty at the latest. That'll get me there at eleven eleven ten. I walk in, I go over the TV show. We got time. We're good. We go on the air eleven thirty. We're done at noon. So this all changes obviously with the game Saturday night, but. I would suspect that the traffic – now, the one good thing that you mentioned is if the gates open at 1, it'll be a steady stream all day. Right. Hopefully. So I don't think – and I think people are, are so looking forward to it, they're going to go down there early. Well, like, I, I don't can think I add it's to gonna, that? Yeah. I, I, again, I'm not trying to dictate – be your social calendar, yeah. okay? okay. Uh-huh. Let's get in our seats by kickoff for this one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, seriously, I mean, I'm not, I'm not being yeah. holier than thou. This is a play. Let's be in our seats mm-hmm. when they kick off. Let's don't get there with seven minutes to go in the first and congregate around the this zone or that zone. We have the latest arriving crowd, and some of it is based just on Sundays. You know, if we're going to go per capita, like who's going from church to a game, we may lead the league in that one too. So we have a naturally later arriving crowd. There's no reason this week yeah. why we can't be in and raring to go at kickoff. I think that matters. Okay. And we sit in the press box, Dan. We see every when the game starts. It looks a lot different than when yeah. it gets third quarter. I think a lot of NFL stadiums like that. But I worry. I, I like your comment, but I don't think it's going to occur this week because of the 1 o'clock start. I, I think the 1 o'clock. 1 o'clock what start? The lot's open at 1. Oh. I think this year, I think that's way too early. I think, I think 
we're going to have some empty seats because of that. Yeah, man. I don't, you're talking about people are going to get there so early they're not going to make it into the game? Correct. Absolutely. Yeah, no, that ain't happening. Y'all yeah. All right. Maybe a handful. We're not. People are e, going down to watch the game. Will they're not you gonna... uh, send me at least five snippets of the people? And I don't like to show them because, you know, like there was one, came out one game this year. And there's a guy curled up next to our vehicle on the asphalt. Yep. I'm like, buddy. I go, buddy, you got to move, buddy. Uh, you know, we're and we had our gear. We're putting our gear in. He, oh, I'm all right. I go, you okay? Do you want me to get you? No. Do you need to go anywhere? Uh. So then he goes. He walked literally e a hundred feet, <laughs> and then he was down again. <laughs> yeah, another man down. Hey, I'm showing all of it. But I'm, I'm sh- saying, I'm saying, buddy, you got to get off the parking lot. You're going to get run over <laughs> yeah, here. That, yeah, we don't need. I don't that. want you to get run over. You've got to go over. I told him, I said, you got to go over to the sidewalk or the grass. From the Texan is on my lifetime enclosures. <laughs> I ended up in the hospital after wrecking a scooter after the Jags game this year. Yeah, I told I yeah, I, I know that. I, yeah. I said we had yeah. a blast in Nashville on scooters, man. But you mu- yeah, we also have a. T- I mean, it's been uh, at least promoted. I know on social media by the Jags that it's it's teal night, right? It's a teal out. Is, is that am I correct? I is thought, that, but I thought that, that was for the, the uniforms. Yeah, well, that's yeah. what I mean. Well, shouldn't the, shouldn't the we respond be, in yeah, teal or I no? I think so. I think the crowd yeah, should also respond or black it out or something. I don't want to, you know, go overboard here, micromanaging. I'm all. I've already asked you to be in your seats at kickoff. I'm not going <laughs> to tell you what you have to wear. <laughs> yeah, but you're crazy. I'd like to get a definite. Is that what the team wants or expects? They're not really announcing it that way. I don't think they have. Okay, I think they should. Yeah, but we'll see. But anyway, regardless, it's going to be. It's what we've been looking forward to for so long, and it's going to be a huge day. And you're going to, again, like I said yet earlier in the program, when I, when I see my younger son at home and he's like, I can't believe how many people are going to the game Saturday. And I'm like, that's what it's supposed to be like. When I talk to, my, to Drew Drew and he tells me all his plan, I'm like, this is what we're supposed to have. This is what it's all about. This is what we should have. You know, I want to have that for all eight home games. Right. You know, my, dream, sure. my yeah. dream one day is for Jacksonville to be a lot like Green Bay. It to be desolate yeah. from one to four. Yeah. I've never whatever. gotten so many ticket requests. All yes. Season. And it'll be harder for yeah. Jacksonville because yeah. there's so many people live here that aren't from here. Where yeah. some of these markets, Correct. they're all and it's home watching. Yeah. It's always Florida. There's but, eight million things to do in Florida. But, but we're also, this, this is a little different. We haven't had this level to, to represent, right? I mean, right. It's easy, like, uh, it's easy to drive around on December 20th like we gotta when you're 3-12. Well, here's one. like Because, <clears> you know, it was, certainly some people don't live in our sports world. I get that. Yeah. But, like, for example... All as my kids were growing up, I always used to sit here and scratch my head when they say, okay, we're having uh, practice Sunday at 1. Yeah, like for baseball. What are we Jags doing? Playing. Yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. A, what are we doing? Yeah, I hear you. You know, don't, you know, wonderful. You know, that has to become a, uh, uh, a sacred time. Well, you know it's a big game, mm-hmm. and, and I know it's a big game. Yes, and I do. Doug and Trevor both yesterday talked about it being a big game. Mm-hmm. But, you know, thanks to a Jaguars.com and some mm-hmm. of the, you know, they mic up the players. Yeah. We overheard Rayshon Jenkins. This is at the end of last week's game, right? This is before we got back on the hype okay. meter and the game was put on Saturday night. That None of this had even happened yet. And here's a little conversation he had in uniform on the sideline. Bro, this is about to be the best environment we've ever played in. And, hey, and you know what makes it even just more, what makes it just more, just sweet? We at home, bro. Yeah. We at home. We at home. And you're and by the way, these guys are gonna get the best representation of a home crowd that they've ever had as Jaguars. Good. It'll, right? It'll be the most Jag fans in that stadium in a long time. Yeah. Oh, and just simply because so many. Well, it needs to be. 
Yeah. Yeah. It needs to be. All right. Uh, let's do this. We're heading 9 o'clock nasty. We got we to get back on sure, track here. We, we got a lot to do. Uh, we'll keep it rolling right here on the drill. Custom Tree Surgeons Thursday. All right. I saw that the uh, Gators are off to the worst start this century. Yeah. At 7-7. Seven and seven. Shocker. Um, Todd Golden's lost all of his five-point games or less. Again, I, I'm not blaming Todd Golden. Florida higher. I'm not him. either. No, I don't. I'm not, you know, and I'm not saying he's going to be a raging yeah. failure. My anger is that the, the screechers, the yeah. know-it-alls, have, left have, us alone. have cost me some interesting basketball this year. Correct. I'm, I'm, and I said this during the whole thing. I'm under I, – I, my definition of what Florida basketball is and what's acceptable is different from these pie-in-the-sky, win-everything-or-you-suck yeah. yeah. crew. Yeah. And so now you've wasted. What's a, wrong with wanting right. the final four? I no, said, I said, not, I said last year, and they would have gotten it. We at probably, some point. we we may never go to another final four again. We would have with Mike White. Yeah, Mike White was doing a good enough job at that level of program. And it's you're just you're silly nonsense. You're screechy crybaby. Yeah, think you your your opinion matters more has screwed the rest of us out of being interested in basketball. I'm not interested in the Gator basketball season. I said this earlier. Well, you are now. We have a twenty dollar bet. Yeah, I told Dan four and a half. The over under, he says, what'd you say? Over. I took the over. Yeah, I took over Just four for and a half. I needed something to root for. Eighteen game college basketball conference schedule, and they won't though they won't win more than three or four. Yeah. And and again, long term it may be fine, but I'm gonna tell you this right now. I'll bet anybody in the audience a million dollars that Todd Golden doesn't win a national championship. That doesn't make me yeah. some expert. That's where the house money would be. I will also bet you a million dollars that Nate Oates doesn't win a national championship at Alabama. Mm-hmm. I'll bet you that Eric Musselman doesn't win a national championship at Arkansas, even though they would have a better chance than the other three. So to to take a successful basketball program and put it on tilt because you know how to coach better than Mike White is beyond idiotic, and shame on an athletic director who doesn't have the backbone to keep 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 going in the right direction. Yeah. And meanwhile, Mike White's 11-3 and three at Georgia with a lesser – a Georgia team that when he was at Florida last year, he beat twice. Oh, yeah. And he beat Auburn last night at home. Florida threw a damn party because they stayed within three of Auburn in their weekend loss. Todd Golden's 0-3 in games decided by five points or less. Gators are 7-7, 0-2 in the league. Worst 14-game start for the program this century. That's where we are right now. We'll see if it changes. If they don't beat Georgia, they have LSU and Missouri coming up after that. Uh, they would be staring at it like an 0-5 start, which would be unprecedented. But we'll see. You know, we'll give them, again, this, you know, you, these portal guys, man. We hit the portal. We just, apparently, we get the wrong ones. Because we get a lot of them. We've had a lot of portal guys in basketball. You think football's crazy. Try basketball. You you chase, you turn over. If you don't win, you turn over, what, 75 80% of your roster every year. And you bring in these guys. And this guy was all this and all that and all MEAC and all Patriot League and all AAC. And, you know, and well, then they come here and they, they – the this, poor, this poor kid, Myron Jones, I don't know what happened to him. Yeah. But the worst thing he ever did was leave Penn State. Well, I will say this, too. Here's another reality. Okay. Look, uh, Mr. Tins on the phone. We'll get to him. He's another perfect example. If you have a head coach at a place like Tennessee and you're yeah. winning and going to the tournament, yeah. you don't fire him. You know why? Because Tennessee has never even been to a Final Four. Right. And they're better than chances. Florida historically. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, and again, maybe, look, there's also this, Dan. Mm-hmm. This roster is no worse than last year's roster. It's not. Yeah. It's not. And if you say it is, you're just trying to uh, push a narrative that doesn't belong. It's the same team. Mm. And this team can't beat anybody. And last year's team was on the bubble, like which was like the low point of Mike White's career was having a team on the bubble. And 
but the screechers. Oh, he won an NCAA game every year. Yeah, if, and went to an Elite Eight. This, yeah. But the savants, you know, the, these guys li- living in Ocala and Micanopy yeah. know more about Gator basketball than oh. you know than anyone. It's just, and again, this is a harsh short-term hatred of that group because you've ruined my basketball season. I got nothing to watch. Charlton K. Ganey's on the Fair and Fair phone line. Good morning, Charlton. What's up, fellas? What's up, man? Happy New Year. You yeah. too. Just wanted to uh, call and kind of recap oh, uh, a glorious college football season for the University of Tennessee mm-hmm. Volunteers. Mm-hmm. Uh, wrapped it up with a little 31-14 spanking of uh, the hamburger flipper, Mr. Dabo Sweeney. When you look at, in, in retrospect, 11-2, and two, we beat Florida, LSU, and Bama. We won the SEC West. We should have been playing for the SEC title instead of. Did he of just say they LSU won the West? Georgia. What are we doing? Yeah, you're too. You're I mean, doing the West. listen, ten. Here's the problem the with SEC you. West. I mean, now you, you sound like a little flubby little know, you're, half you're, fan. What are you, I mean, the Stetson bottom line fans? is you Stop should have been in the Final Four Correct. playing you for choked. you know, and you, you lost you're choking to South, Carolina. South Carolina, a team so. we beat thirty-eight six. So enjoy your West what title. The hell, get him out of here! Hold on a sec. Hold on a second. Hey, look, look, listen. No, we 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 did choke, but we we had no expectations. What'd you say, Jeff, at the beginning of the season? You thought Tennessee was going to be seven and five, eight and four, something like that. Okay, I thought the same thing. I didn't see a, a eleven two coming out like this. And by the way, you know, we said, oh, we can't be in the playoff because oh, you lost your quarterback. I don't. We didn't lose any. We didn't lose any steam with Joe Milton at quarterback, and he looked a lot better. And I, he's mm-hmm. going to be the starter going into next year. Yeah, Joe so, Milton, he didn't look bad. You know, he, yeah. he needs to learn to maybe throw a, a bit of a changeup. That fastball uh, comes at you awful quick. But yeah, I thought <laughs> I thought all things considered, he was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does have a fastball. He's got a he's got a hell of an arm. And then last thing, I watched your Gator basketball team, and, and Tennessee basketball is right where you need to be. Tennessee plays defense. We're not. We're not the, the the greatest offensive team. This is what you've done to me, Scott I, Strickland. I now have Charlton K. Ganey, who I've just dominated for 15 years of my adulthood. I've just slapped around like a like a like a whatever, and he is now talking. He can talk smack to me, and I can't respond. Damn you, Scott Strickland! Finish, Ganey, and get out of here. Quietly, football, baseball, and basketball is all in dominant positions now. And you have kind of swirled in the bowl. Go Vols. Yeah, well, we'll see you next year in Gainesville there, tough guy. Yeah, we'll see yeah, how long we'll this see. we'll see how long this magic carpet ride you have. Something tells me Tennessee isn't built to last. I'm sorry. I don't mean to disrespect, but let's just see. You lost your two best receivers and your quarterback. I don't think Tennessee is like Georgia Bama level where you trot it out twelve and one. Get out of here! <laughs> Wasn't good. Wasn't good. Son of a beast. It's put me in a foul mood. I mean, I just got, I'm in an argument with, I, I mean, I got to get. At the top of the hour, I was just yeah, talking about Saturday. I know. And yeah, how excited I was. I know. E driving around on his motorcycle. Yeah, everything's bike good. And drinking. And then you brought up Gator basketball. Look what's happened. I mean, good grief, dude. The world's gone sour. I got some dude on a text line trying to tell me that, that we are somehow out of line saying that Jalen Hurts is more of a running quarterback than Josh Allen. I mean, 
You're just looking for disappointment and offense if you're no, going to. I'm not going to go down. I'm not. Either. Forget yeah. whatever it I'll, is. I it's would. Just, what's wrong yeah, with people? I know people? you will. I'll let you handle it. Listen, dumb. I'm not trying to bring it up. I'm just saying yeah. it's just all this negativity is uh, cropped up. I blame Gator basketball. I'm going to I'm gonna point out a couple things about Jaguar football here before oh. we head to break that Thank I you. got excited about. I was okay. looking like Trevor. I saw Trevor. You know, I always like to look at Trevor. Trevor's 10th rated quarterback in the NFL. And it's interesting, the numbers, man. If you have an 85 rating now. You suck. Sorry, Junie Bug. Uh, you can't do that. Those ratings, because I was looking at, I mean, if you're Zach, Zach Wilson or Justin Fields, Jeffrey, this is two years in, and you're at the bottom of the barrel down there, man. Justin Fields is not the same. as he. Justin Fields is completing 60% of his passes. Yeah. He's, yeah. He, he's got other things to bring to the table. Yeah. The running game can certainly accentuate you, like yeah. it does Jalen Hurts. Yes. Right? Yes. Jalen Hurts is more of a running quarter. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put Jalen Hurts in that Lamar Jackson can't win a Super Bowl category. The other thing I saw He is, can beat you with his arm. He's just more of a runner than some other ones are. Travis Etienne, 5.2 yards. It carries like ninth or 10th in rushing in the league. And then here's a small one that I thought was pretty interesting. Zay Jones was was hired as a as a kind of a number two, number three receiver. Is that correct? Yeah. That's how we right? Mm-hmm. He's 31st in the league in yards. I mean, that's that's like a bottom end number one guy. Yeah. And Evan Ingram has the third most catches of any tight end in the league this mm-hmm. year. So just some guy listen, uh, that you want to know why we're playing better football? Those numbers help and that's not even mentioning Christian Kirk who's had a career year and has proven to be worth his value. So a lot of good things uh happening on the field for the Jaguars as they get ready to take on the Tennessee Titans. We'll kind of get an idea of who's in and who's out on the Tennessee side um here today because today is really Friday in the football world of the Jacksonville Jaguars. And the Tennessee Titans, who are coming down here to uh, to throw out all the stops. They're going to throw out everything they can. They're going to throw everything at the Jags and the kitchen sink. Uh, I, I would expect at some point there to be an attempt at a Music City Miracle type play. I would expect them to be trick plays, fake punt, whatever it takes. There's nothing to lose for a team that's lost six in a row. So the Jags got to come down and take care of business. And, and the maturity of this football team last Sunday was was nice to see because this football team showed a young team went to Houston and took care of business right away. Thing was over by halftime. We get one more drive with Trevor. He ends on a field good with a good off offensive drive for a touchdown. 28, nothing 31, three final in the books. Didn't have to exert ourselves. Got our eighth win. We're at 500. We're not losers anymore. And now we go for the whole enchilada Saturday night. It's as good as it could possibly be considering where they were at two and six. So, and I think the statistics bear this out. The offense is good. It's going to get better next year with Calvin Ridley. They'll have some offseason decisions to make, obviously, about what to do with Jawan Taylor, Evan Ingram, et cetera. But Trevor's here. He's playing well. If he continues to play well, we're going to be in, uh, we're going to be in great shape going forward. I'm in great shape. Too many ifs in that to me. Yeah. This is the beginning of a glorious era of Jaguars football. An era one that should rival the nineties. No. No. I would I'll put it on. I'll put the standard up. It Mm. should crush the nineties. Oh, okay. It should be Mahomes Chiefs and Manning's Colts and 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 Josh Allen's Bills and Mm. Joe Burrow's Mm -hmm. Bengals and Uh Drew Brees Saints. That's what it should be. I think that's what it will be for the next 10 years. Well, good. Seven or eight titles in that time. Division titles in that time. The clear and defined leader in the AFC South year to year. Yeah. All right, it we'll all do- starts Saturday night. We'll do this. We'll take a break. We'll come back and uh, crank out some New York City headlines when we return like- right here on The Drill. 
All right, we are nearing the end of our Thursday journey, brought to you by Custom Tree Surgeons and CustomTreeSurgeons.com. I uh, will remind you, the news came yesterday that it's uh, still a little bit short for Fred Taylor. Doesn't make the cut from 25 to 15. You know our thoughts on it. Again, the, the thing that Fred has going in his favor, Dan, is the subjectivity is going to be replaced by objectivity. And at some point, in 20 years from now, uh, Fred Taylor is still going to be the 17th all-time leading rusher in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And at some point, that's going to oh, you're going to have no choice but to put him in. You can't have one through 30 except for Fred in yeah. the hall. Yeah. And it's trending that way. And this was a I year wanted to happen no sooner other rather than later. I do, too. Yeah. And I, I do think this, though. Fred will be a relatively young man when he gets in. Good. Good. Uh, we were talking about something in the break, and I, I just wanted to point it out, and it struck me because it's it's kind of interesting. And and then we'll do some New York City headlines and, and call it a day. But we're talking about college sports, and the great state of Texas is loaded with colleges, right? Yeah. Tons oh, man. Of, tons uh, of colleges yeah. that play, and tons of D1. Probably 20. But what's amazing to me is that the TCUs who are playing for a natty, the Baylor's who won a natty in basketball. The Texas Techs played for a natty the year for before. Natty and they, have had lots Virginia. of interesting football. All these. Why are all these schools better than Texas and Texas A and M? Look, not the same state mm-hmm. and Florida. Yeah, I, I mean you could you could apply them to any brand name that's yeah. not. Yeah. I tell you, I, I guess. It's amazing to me. I, I think sometimes we underestimate the heart of somebody who thinks he's been overlooked. And you give me a bunch of B-plus guys who are told they're not A-plus. Yeah. And they may beat that A-plus guy. Yeah, they may. You know, Maybe, and, and, it might be that simple. I, I don't I know. I promise you this. TCU's not the national title with a bunch of three stars, dude. Right. They may have been called three stars, right. but they got it wrong. Right. I mean. Well, look at the, you know, we the always receiver's talk about. receiver's going to be, number, you know, 12th pick. And we always talk about how great the quarterback play has to be in to win. Yeah. Well, you got. Max Duggan against Better. Stetson Bennett. Yeah. None, well, of, none of them were high recruits. Almost, yeah. Max Duggan didn't even start the year for TCU. And, well, that was uh, the Morris kid. Yeah. And you forget this. Stetson didn't start last year. It was J.T. Daniels when they started the national yeah. championship year. Yeah. Still wasn't Stetson Bennett. Yeah. So, yeah. I wonder if you ever, like, as a quarterback, like, if you're Max Duggan and you've just re- finished as a runner-up to the Heisman Trophy, right? Mm-hmm. And you look at your coach, who you like, but... You picked the other guy, remember? <laughs> <laughs> you know? I'll hey, tell you one thing. You picked I did, the other guy. Uh, that, that, I'll tell you what shocked me from the, we haven't talked a lot of college ball and everything that we watched, but the Alabama game was one that I at least watched at the beginning. And I watched all of the Kansas State TCU and never noticed how little that running back is for Kansas State. But they had some shots of him next to the Kansas State quarterback, and it looked like he took his six-year-old brother to the game. Wow. Deuce, what's his last name? Deuce Staley. No, Deuce. Uh, uh, is it more Deuce? Uh, no. Oh, gosh. Deuce McAllister. Deuce no. Staley. Deuce Stanley. Is it Deuce Stanley? No. It's uh, t- number 22. Yeah, little the Deuce. little guy. He's going to play. He's going to be. Uh, yeah. Uh, he's Sproles. Sproles. Yeah. That's not his last no, no, name. No, no, no. But that's. McAllister. What is it? I, I know. Deuce Biggs. Deuce. Uh, anyway. He Deuce was, Vaughn. Deuce Vaughn. Little. Oh, he's a tiny guy. Oh, my thick. God. He weighs like 150 pounds, yeah, dude. He's tough, Which it made me look up. He would become like the, the, the lightest player in the NFL now and one of the I lightest I would take ever. Deuce Vaughn right now if you gave him to me in the third or fourth round. Oh, he's going to have some stuff. Yeah. Bill- he's going to have take some him. stuff. Yeah. yeah. All right, crank he's up the music. Ag- probably kind of agnewish, though. It'd probably be a repeat yeah. here. I want a little bit of New York City headlines before we oh, call it a day. Okay, it's brought to you by our friends at Pet Paradise. Yeah. Uh, pet Paradise, the official pet care provider of the Jacksonville Good Jaguars. Calling. All your services for both... Uh, for both for both 
you know, the Jags, also the official pet care provider of the Gators, and they're the official pet care provider of you with unbelievable facilities and staff. I mean, that's what it comes down to. You'll go Pet Paradise. You'll never go anywhere else. Set an appointment here early in the year and get all your, you know, plans put to bed for vacations that are coming or people coming in town, whatever help you need with your pets, grooming, uh, veterinary services, overnight boarding, play dates, get it all in one place with the very best, and that's at Pet Paradise. Now, eyes on the suspect. FBI asked police to pull over accused Idaho butcher to get images of hands. Well, why didn't they keep him when they pulled him over, maybe? I don't know. Just a thought. FBI, I mean. Skip Bayless, Shannon Sharp headed for breakup Sharks. over DeMar Hamlin tweet, ex-NFLer says. Yeah, the NFL, I, there's, a, there's, a, there's a medium here, but the NFL players reacted very, very strongly to anyone that suggested anything other than well, they and they hate Bayless so for yeah, sure. Skip, he, I, yeah. Yeah, in this case, him. I didn't think Skip was. It wasn't all. That was yeah. That There's was. There's been much over, worse. That was over the top. He said Prince, a lot more dumb things than that. Prince Harry calls Prince William his arch nemesis in his spare memoir. Yeah, all okay. the Royals. All right, Ginger. Oh, the Ginger Royals. Man. Go get him, Ginger Man. Wait for it. Man proposes at packed New Year's Eve party. His girlfriend's response: humiliating. Oh. So do you break up after that? If, uh, I, I tell I you what, this, uh, to all you young ladies out there who at one point will be proposed to, if your guy puts you on the spot, embarrasses you, and done it some, and, and you know does it somewhere like that, do the right thing and tell him no. In fact, lose my number. Flying freak out, angry passenger gets physical with pilot before being booted off flight. Remember what he used to call it? Flying the friendly skies. Yeah, that was a while ago. The View is the biggest source of misinformation in America. Believable. That, Very believable. That, 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 Sorry, I had to do she, it. She ain't much of a looker. What's her name? Joy uh, Behar. Yeah, she claimed yesterday that 50% of America doesn't like football. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I love this headline. Tribe foolery. Visions, secret hubby, and endless lies. Betrayal of Native American artist who's really white. Laid bare. Yeah, I, now... Something tells me that ain't going to fly today's day. State troopers suspected of stealing Rolex from evidence room. Jeez. Oh, boy. I will say this. If you are like a cop or detective, you better have real good morals. I'm sure that kind of stuff's just laying around all the time, ain't it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Fancy feline Taylor Swift's cat is worth $97 million among the world's richest pets. What does that even mean? There's no cat worth more than about the $5 it takes to adopt it. Come on. (laughs) Stop it. <sighs> Boy, celebrities can go from charming to just you can't stand them so fast, can't they? Model mom shares secret selfie hack that makes her look slimmer. Yeah, it's called Photoshop. It's Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, mom. Yeah, Photoshop. The there are literally like apps you can put on your phone that'll just take care of it for you. Yep. Crushed. Through some details <laughs> of Jeremy Renner's snowplow mishap. Revealed in 911 yeah. call. Well, here's the deal. You know, from the beginning, that was characterized as a, quote, mishap. And what it really was, it looks like, was near death. I mean, yeah. he got, got lucky. run over by a snowplow. Julia Fox tells Andy Cohen she doesn't think ex-Kanye West even knows my full name. I don't know Julia Fox. Is that pre-Coven? Yeah. Okay. I think he does no, know your name. That was just recent. Wasn't that oh, recent? recent? Yeah, that was recent. Oh, is that the one that looked like the Coven? Yeah, that was post-Coven. Okay. Hmm, exciting. 
Man on lifetime probation arrested for exposing himself to bikini-clad baristas. Yeah, because... Pull no- that one. Uh, hey, guys, nothing turns a girl on like just dropping trowel. I mean, uh, forget the small talk. You know, just just throw it out there. It's yeah. probably going to uh-huh. work. Uh-huh. It'll, 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 it'll probably work. Yeah. This is the drill. Turn for home next. Custom Tree Surgeons Thursday. Now, the two-minute drill. Brought to you by Tire Outlet. Tire Outlet is now hiring. Visit tireoutlet.com slash careers. Equal opportunity employer. Ah, the clock is ticking. Tony's here. Hey, Tone. Good morning. What's cooking on a Thursday? We are close. It's like a Friday in a way because we got football on Saturday. We do, yeah. Uh, Mike DeRocco will be in with us for the show this morning. Is the bowl over? We are not doing the last week of the breakfast bowl. Did somebody buy today? Yeah. Who? D-Rock brought in breakfast today. D-Rock. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but we're not he's, he's doing any D-Rock. picks today. D-Rock's going to have so. to take a loan for what he's going to have to do. <laughs> that guy, by the way, is like nobody you've ever heard of. The Who? one on the right. Oh, is he? Yeah. Rick, oh, his name's Rick Haro. We're looking at some guys. I was trying TV. to identify people. <laughs> Just Sorry. on the Sorry, TV. Tom. I think yeah. Packer had on like the magic game last <laughs> yeah. night. That's what, what, yeah. that's what it was. You know what? And it's funny you brought that up because usually when I get here in the morning, I will put it on like ESPN, so Sports Center will run. And the Magic game was on. I didn't really know who won. I just kind of watched it this morning. Like yeah. it was live. Wonderful. Yeah. Magic are playing much better, by the yeah. way. Yeah. We got our for question time. of the day out yeah. there this morning, got? where we're asking, without knowing what happens in Week 18, uh-huh. give us grades for the following aspects of Jaguars football this season: GM, head coach, offense, defense. Oh, that's teams. a good one to talk about. Good discussion there. I have one question, and this is off off base a little bit, but I'll ask you, Tony. Mm-hmm. And 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 again, I just wonder, you know, D Rock. You know, you guys have your job. You do your show. That's fine. But D-Rock comes in as a guest. He brought in breakfast. Would it hurt him to throw an extra couple of nugs in there for every, us, Bros? Just every once yeah. in a while. I mean, would it hurt? You know, if you know, yes. I think I probably, I think, hey, Hick, I think I probably put him on the home course six or eight times through the year. Yeah. You know, just a, uh, just a sandwich. Yeah. Just a sandwich. Six yeah. or eight is the way I remember it. Yeah, I do. I think, I think it was six or eight. I think I played with him there once. <laughs> I'm just asking the question, Tony. That's all. You didn't have to respond. You have a great show. Thank you very much. It's Mike and Tony and uh, the Cheap D-Rock uh, coming up here on the uh, <laughs> this, on the program. Yeah. E, would that hurt him to bring six this or eight one, I nuts? Mean, just one time, like a biscuit or something? Something. A little biscuit wouldn't hurt nobody. A little biscuit? Does that hurt anybody? <laughs> yeah, I got my biscuit, though. I know you do. Uh, I know. I guess it's a, you know, I got my food. I don't care he about got the other guy. Everybody but us, Hick. Uh, I'll go you want to drive over there? No, and get I'll go continue on this idiotic diet I'm on and go have a boiled egg, a little whoopee. All right. Well, have 189 a good day. this morning, though. 189. Congrats. Yeah. All right. See ya.